we just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gon' repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving. Ain't no stripper or no cussing gonna ruin what we doing. We are dwelling in communion. Assignment is different. Dwellers get the sentiment. Vulnerability's my superpower. How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence. Without you, influence just don't make sense. Nah. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. I hope y'all are all doing well. I love you guys. I'm so grateful that you have come back for another episode. Whether you are watching or listening, welcome. Shout out to Press B. Shout out to uh, the dwellers. Shout out to my promoters. Shout out to all those generous souls on Cash App and PayPal, the way that you support this content has us out here literally carefree literally carefree so uh thank you guys so much for um your support listen i want to dive straight into uh this conversation with my guests the guest is 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 actually my homie this is like my brother man so um uh we met a few years ago and just had an instant connection yeah. and i wanted to be intentional about um staying in touch and he did too and so sometimes that's not mutual Thanks. and so somebody's like texting you like three or four times like hey man get back at me I thought, you know what i mean <laughs> I just, and then it gets all awkward but um it has just been a delight um to grow in relationship with this young man who just loves jesus and you, you got a unique grace on your life i know we're going to get into all that but it's just really really dope so um, right now, I want to introduce to some and present to others, former athlete, Division One athlete, who also is a young entrepreneur doing things. It's going to be so inspiring for so many of you all out there. Um, he is a husband and a father. Yeah. He is a content creator. Uh, he is a sports journalist. He is a clothing brand owner. Um, he probably got five other things that he does, <laughs> but I'm gonna let him tell that because I can't commit all of it to memory. Um, uh, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the basement. My boy, Darian Richards in the building, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Hey, clap it let's up, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Hey, that Clap. might be the best intro I've ever gotten in my life. Hey, salute. Look, salute. Come on. I try to I try to get them right. You know hey, what I'm saying? Yeah. I give honor where it's due. Love that. For sure, bro. I'm glad so to be on. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah. Glad you're here, man. Thank you so much for coming down to the basement and just hanging with us. To the compound. It's the compound, bro. When y'all got dropped off, I know y'all was like, where's we? Look, at? I ain't know. I look, we we somewhere. Where I'm like, look, it's Texas. You know, it's open season out here. We were like, I want to pull up at nobody's house that I don't know if I'm. it's the right house. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad y'all did. I'm glad y'all did, man. Well, listen, um, 
you being here is a treat for me, selfishly. Yeah. Uh, because every time we get together, it's just great vibes. 100%. And we grow sharp in each other. It's all good. Uh, I'm grateful that the dwellers uh, get to be exposed to you as a person and uh, what God is doing in and through you, because I think it's going to be very, very inspirational um, to uh, many others that are aspiring to do the same or actually doing the same. They're in the same lane as you. Yeah. Um, are you opposed to uh, giving me your age? I'm 25. I turned 26 in November. My guy, 26. Uh, Hector has you beat by like four months. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I I think it's I think it's uh, incredibly appropriate because like our our main demographic is your age, young ones trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? For and real. and um, that is that is who I'm trying to give the most cheat codes to. Yeah. Right. So when we have somebody on, especially right in that age uh, bracket, who is doing it applying it yeah walking in it it's just it's just incredibly beneficial for, for us sure. so um before we we, we <clears throat> as you know we can go anywhere no doubt but uh before we go anywhere um i want them to have context to you yeah so give us like i'm gonna give um i'm gonna give our context first okay I'm get into personal story so yeah, yeah. i met tim look y'all the basin y'all been watching and he is somebody you will never forget. Uh, my first uh, interaction with him, we have this thing called the Gauntlet. Yep. The church I was going to in yep. the spring mm-hmm. in South Carolina. Shout out. Um, summer camp. They changed it up, but it used to take 5,000 kids to Daytona Beach yes, right. every year. That's right. Which and is, it's insane. That's we all get on buses. Yes, we drive right. six hours. Yep. And they put us all in hotels, take our phones, because they want us to be focused. Some, some people might have an opinion about that. But it was, yeah. it was great. Yeah. And we would lock in for a week. All sitting around Jesus. Yep. Um, I went from ninth grade until like my sophomore year in college. I, wow. I, I went a student, became a leader. Wow. But you came 2019, like either 2019, 2018. Yep. And I remember seeing um, people was like talking about this guy named Tim Ross. And you just, on, you were on the lineup. I ain't never heard of Tim Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. I ain't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hopefully he brings it. Yeah, yeah. And you walk out in flip flops. Yeah. A brother in flip flops. <laughs> and I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, either he is crazy confident or he is. He, he he crazy. One it was like either one or two, and then hey the the word was on point. One of the best messages of of that that session. I remember the word. Um, and then then meeting you it was like this dude was just comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, it's like oh, bro wow. just out here. Look, <laughs> I was like look bro out here in thong sandals. I mean, and the way he the way he's preaching is like it's like he's funny. He's coming at you. Then he got like a little like. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, little yeah, street yeah. in them, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. <laughs> uh, and we met through, like, my my big brother, your friend, yes, Dan Leanne. That's the homie. Um, and That's then, like right. you said, just that was the first interaction. Then when you came back and preached a couple of times, mm-hmm. and we, like, we're going to dinner with Uncle Tim. That's and, right. Like, I'm there. Yeah. And we just kept growing in our relationship. Um, and then just to see how everything's transpired since then. Like, yeah. No, I was crazy. I was 20 years old, five years ago. And then getting to one now, so I um, from Anderson, South Carolina. Okay, always a little shout out to hometown. Yes, sir. Um, so from there, went to school at Clemson um, University. For those who don't know, both my parents were alum. Got a chance to go play football there. Dope. And a really special time. And looking back, didn't know how special it was, but yeah, it's been the best years of that program ever. Wow. From 2016 and 2021. Yep. 
Won two natties with Coach Sweeney. Yep. Um, was able to do some, be a part of some incredible things. Got a lot of, a lot of cool teammates, a lot of cool stories. Um, so went to Clemson in, and then now I'm out. Me and my wife got married in April of 2022. Yes, sir. Um, look, had a honeymoon baby. Was not planned. Um, <laughs> but what a beautiful yeah. gift from God. Yeah. Seriously. Her name's Beckham Honey Wrencher. Yeah. Uh, so I got a five-month-old um, as of like a couple of days ago. So yeah, congratulations! Mary, I know, man. man, it's a blessing. It's a beautiful um, baby too. Yeah, she's fresh. She's precious, baby. man. She's got a little personality now. She's smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, what God planned was way better than what I had planned. Yeah, because that was not the plan. Yeah, we, we receive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we receive, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, celebrated our year, one year anniversary back in April. Like I said, five month old, and then uh, just kind of out now, like you said, uh, just out here, man. Yeah. Um, I had a shot in the league, so I chased my dreams as much as I as much as I can. We get in. I definitely want to get in a dream with you, cause yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but the dream was to go to Clemson. Yep. And play ball. I walked on because I tore both my ACLs in high school, which was crazy. Um, and it's right after I met the Lord. I was so mad at God. Understand. Hey, look, I was yeah, like, yeah, understandable. I gave out to God. Most people are when stuff don't go. And everything way. Went, got terribly worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was cr- like actually though, like I gave out to God, and I knew I. I was good enough to go play yeah. and get scholarships. Lost all my offers and interests, tore my left ACL, rehab for eight months, and then eight months later, tore everything in my right knee. <laughs> so missed my entire junior season. And I was like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? But at the time, I didn't know he was answering my prayers, mm. which is like, looking back was crazy because I was praying. You know how you start, you meet God, you're like, God, Made me a man of God. <laughs> hey, I want to be one of your strongest soldiers. I want you to use me. I want to. I want you to. I want to be a, a difference maker, world changer. And look, now, you don't know how to get to the internet prayer, but God does. And looking back, it was crazy because everything I wanted to happen, that was what needed to happen for me to walk into it the way I did. Wow. Because I always wanted to go to Clemson, but not that way. Right. right. <laughs> Or play at, the, play at that level. Right. And then that happened, and that was the first time God set me down. Mm. My identity started to get rooted. Mm-hmm. Started serving church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my best friend sit here with me. We was doing everything. We were serving church, reading our Bibles. We was up at a small group. You know, it, just, it was like a yeah. real big formation for me. Yeah. Um, and looking back on those times, that's like a lot of character that I feel like I needed yeah. to do the things that I realized were on my assignment when, mm-hmm. I, when I got to college. That was the time. was like, all right, that was the moment. Yeah, for sure. Um. Went to Clemson, bro. Like I said, had a great time. Yeah. Was able to accomplish some cool things personally and collectively. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm out here dreaming. Um, that's the thing is like I I, I went to the, got, got shot the Panthers. was cool. Yep. Um, even now was just a blessing even of itself yeah. just because I feel like I've always been an overachiever. Mm. And to get to Clemson and do what I did didn't seem realistic to a lot of people. Yep. But then I was able to accomplish that, and that was amazing. And yeah. it worked out way better than I can imagine. And then going to the league, it was like, I didn't have to. I could have easily just not did it. Nobody would have said anything. Right, right, right. But I was like, I don't want to live with any, any regrets. Yeah, for sure. And so. Try anybody, to check all the boxes. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, in a day, people, well, I can live with it not working. I can't live right. with not knowing if it would have. Mm. And then you never know by even going for something that, like, the path of just by going could be the mission alone. All right. So I, so slow down. Homie. I know. I know I'm, just, I'm just thinking. This is me just. Out loud, just no, no, bro. You said something that I'm like, like, like is I think is very, very rich. I can live with, with, with. 
how did you say it? I can live with. I can live with not working out. I can't live yeah, with yeah. not trying. Yeah, yeah. I can live with it not working out. You said it actually. Okay, I got it now. I can, you said I can live without it working out. I can't live without knowing. Yeah, that's if it, it could have worked out. Facts, bro. Let that marinate for a minute, fam. Yeah, like honestly, because dude, there's a lot of people out here with regrets. I know. I know. Because they was too afraid to shoot the shot. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, and that that scares me the most. Yeah. Like, that that part, that might be my deepest fear, mm. is waking up um, in five, ten years and wishing I would have tried. Mm. You know, like, that, sure, that, because that, it's scary no matter what, though. Absolutely. It's scary to go for, but to me, that's scarier to, yeah. to never know. And... Like one thing I honor you with is even with this, man, you gotta put your money where your mouth is. You can't just say it and not do it. And Bet so, you can't. And so for me, <laughs> that process was um I was a part of the first year where they started paying college athletes. So you can make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to monetize that and yeah. it was a, just maximize my platform. Yeah. So I had a little cushion of money when I left school. Like I said, I could have not done it. Nobody was like, You gotta go. It wasn't like promise. I wasn't I knew I was gonna draft it. Right. I knew it was going to be a slim chance. It's like the same chance I had to get into Clemson. But I was like, man, this is a new season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start the season off and settle it. Yeah. So I put my money where my mouth is. And people that know the sports agency process, like, usually have an agent that pays for your training, mm-hmm. they pay for your facilities, they pay mm-hmm. for a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And they intend to get that on the back end. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's the way they get, they, they'll put up whatever. It can be anywhere from ten to $100,000, depending yeah. on how, how high profile you are. You'll right. get a car. Yep. You get a you move to a dope city usually like mm-hmm. a Miami. Mm-hmm. Dallas is a hub. Mm-hmm. People come to Dallas, mm-hmm. Arizona. Mm-hmm. You might go to LA. You know, just yeah. where, wherever the training spots are. Yep. And so, man, I had made some relationships to where I could have trained back at the crib, but I just told myself, "Hey, I'm gonna get this thing a full shot. Like sure. I ain't about to just be." Sure. And so I had some relationships down in Miami at a place called House of Athlete uh, that I Am Athlete Podcast is rooted out of, mm-hmm. um, and they told me the price. And it was <laughs> how, how how real do you get about numbers on here? Uh, no, no, no. We give receipts. Okay, okay, all right. Please give us. The I, numbers. I feel like it's context. I love people do that, but sometimes some people think it's too much. Yeah. So like I said I had just left school. Mm-hmm. I had made some good money, um, and that was me starting to make content in college. Yeah, got some brand deals. Yep. And they told me, hey, to come here and train, and I had to pay for a place to stay. It wasn't mm-hmm. kind of two different things, but to come here and train was going to be around like think, I think it was like seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. And then I had to pay for a place to stay, uh, and I knew a guy down there, and he was like, he, he was like, man, I want you to. He kind of told me something crazy. He was like, it was one of my boys though. It was, yeah, his, yeah, it was yeah. his crib. <laughs> he was like, bro, I feel like you in the season. I want you to make sure you earned everything. So I could let you live it for free, but I want you to pay. Okay, homie. And I, and I, Thanks, I, homie. I know, I know, which is <laughs> but crazy. But I get it. But I get it though. He was like, bro, I feel like you get you naturally had a lot of grace over your life where you can get things. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. feel like I'm supposed to tell you, you need to pay for this. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was like, cool. Yeah. It was still cheaper than anywhere else in Miami. Yeah, but there you go, bro. Absolutely. So yeah, take it. I put up, I, I was there for four months. I think I spent like another 10. And so I, I just had my own money, say my parents' money, say, hey, this is out of my account. Yep. I invested like 30. Oh, I got a little. Wait, where? Y'all get me right. <laughs> get him right. If so y'all get, love so him, my get makeup. him right. I got it. Wait, where's that? What do you got? Oh, something? Oh, okay, okay. All right, bet. We're back in this thing. Come okay, on. okay. Come on, look. That's what friends are for, though. Look. That's exactly don't right. Have me, don't have me in front of all these people looking Absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, I invested in it, and 
gave it a shot, yeah. a full shot. Yeah, and I was sure. so happy, had a good pro day. Then got called from the Panthers, my home team town. Yeah, yep. Got a chance to go up there. Yeah. And gave it a shot. Yeah. Cra- I'm going to tell you a crazy story. Yeah. Bro, so I go up there, give it a shot, and I'm up there, and I feel like I was having a great camp. I was yeah. healthy. I was just, I felt like I was in my groove. Knew yeah, I, yeah. Knew I was like, I belong. Yeah, yeah. So I got cut. Uh, the head coach, which was Matt Rule, which is mm-hmm. public knowledge, he ended up getting fired. And so a lot of people he he had up there, like, just like everything's relational. So yeah, for sure. a couple sure. guys that got shots that, yeah. that had played for him in college, or he knew their, their coach or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was able to keep them. And so I get cut. And I'm thinking I'm making a team because a lot of times position coaches that, at that level don't have as much say so in college. Right. Like in college, if a coach, if a position coach likes you, they'd be like, "Hey, offer this guy." Right, right, and right. It's like it's done. Yeah. And the league is like, look, we all working here. Exactly. Everybody <laughs> it's working. Like, hey, I'm working just like you. So right, right, if they right. They tell right. me to leave. I'm packing up yeah, as well. It's, exactly. Everybody is on short term. Yeah, for contracts sure. Unless, Absolutely. Unless you. Yeah. One of them ones. Yeah. And so uh, running backs coaches, I think they're gonna keep you. Mm-hmm. I get to the locker room 30 minutes later. Hey, you got cut. <laughs> give me your playbook. Give me your uh, give me a jersey. Thanks for having me, man. Wish you the best of luck. Yeah. So I get cut, right? Yep. And um, the GM is walking into the locker room, and you know how somebody walking towards you be like, he ain't walking to me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. he keep walking. He ain't walking to me. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, he's walking to me. <laughs> I cannot make this up. Uh, oh. Scott Fritterer and we became good friends after this. Walked up to me, um, and my agent had knew him through prior relationships. But walked up to me with his son. Mm. Now, granted, I just got cut. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, hey, I want my my son wanted to meet you. He followed you through Clemson, and he's a big Clemson fan. Wow. Wanted to meet you. And uh, I was like, okay. Meet him. I think we just talked for a little second. He was yeah. an aspiring football player. Encouraged yeah. him for a second. He's like, man, that means so much to me. Thank you. He's like, I know what happened, man. I'm going to give you my phone number. Yeah. Took my phone. Text me right now so I can lock you in. And if we can get you back up, that'd be great. But I just want you to know, man, you're going to be successful whatever you do. Wow. And it's like 30 guys in the room that got cut, but came to me. Wow, bro. And then walked straight out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that whole summer, we talked on the phone a couple of times, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All to say, the pursuit of that, though, was, wasn't was wasted. Not, not at all. You know, and, Absolutely. That's, and that's the thing you'll never know unless you do it. That's absolutely true. Because it's like, if I would have said, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I would have made that decision back in January when I left school. Bro, I met so many people. Yeah. I have some experiences yeah. because of that moment in time where I took a leap of faith. Yep. And now I'm getting into what I'm getting into now, and it's all coming back a, a hundredfold. Yeah. By the time that was the goal was I'm gonna go out here and train and try to make the leap. No, that's dope, bro. And so yeah, now we're here. Now we're here. Like that's probably more. We can, but but we're here now, and like I said, um, out here, um, I'm doing and trying to figure out at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's I don't think that ever ends. No. You know. No, uh, so I'm don't. yeah. So out here <laughs> figuring out day by day. Um, but I'm excited for what the future's holding. And yeah. The, yeah. I feel like it's exciting times. Dude, okay, so, no, there's so much in there. I know, I'm like, you You take it wherever you want to take it. Yeah. We're going to trust. Well, 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 what I'm what I'm vibing off of right now is um, there is a way to handle rejection. Mm. Right? Like, there, there's this big narrative uh, about rejection. Yeah. Um, and that especially in the church, we're always trying we're always trying to tell people like, you're accepted. Hmm. You're loved. Yeah. Jesus loves you and he'll never reject you. He's yeah. here for you for the rest of your life. It's gonna be great. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. And we're like, <laughs> oh we're like, Amen. And then you get fired. Yeah. Right, yeah. like you leave church and get fired. Right? right, you're an athlete and you get cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? You 
You come home and your spouse wants a divorce. Yeah. You know, you come home and your kid says he hates you, right? Because <laughs> you took away his PS5. Um, like, rejection's a part of life. Life's tough. Sorry. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, now, everything I just said about Jesus, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that don't apply to life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Your boyfriend's going to break up with you. Right. Your girlfriend don't like you no more. You, got, you cut off your beard and you <laughs> lost your powers and your riz. And yeah. she left. Right? And she ain't coming back. So so it's like if if we don't calibrate people to how to navigate rejection. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff. Rejection holds lessons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel that. That has been the not wanted, but underlying theme of my entire life, I feel like. Just how do you handle your losses? How do you handle um, the process? How do you handle, like, your own journey, you know? Yeah. And, and figuring that out. And if you, like, I love when people, like, this is one of my favorite quotes. is like, the only way you lose is if you quit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. And rejection's a rejection has been uh, a common thread in every big moment that mm. really matters mm. and I'm really happy about. Because mm. it wouldn't be what it was if it wasn't for those moments of rejection. Yeah. You know, pushing through those things is what makes your victory so special. Yeah, for sure. What makes those milestones so meaningful yeah. is the times I, it didn't, it wasn't working. Right, right, right. And it it, it wasn't happening. Yeah, for sure. And it didn't seem like there was going to be a way. Those are the moments that really make the, the journey worthwhile is like pushing through those moments. But I think, you, like you said, to me, um, a way I feel like a lot of us have gotten hijacked is if it ain't working, then it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's going bad, it's always going to keep going bad. And, yeah. And I have to stay here and not move forward. Right. But in reality, it's like those those moments you figure out, you find out who you are. And they don't That's feel facts. good. We can talk about it now with a smile on our face because we've overcome. And right. Maybe we're still sitting in some spot, spaces right now where we're trying to overcome. Yeah. But, man, you look back, and that's what you become like. Yeah. That's where you, you know, you get your name. Yes, sir. Like, that's where you get, all right, it's all cute, and everybody wants to lead. And yep. uh, somebody told me the other day, this was, I think it came from, some, you know, some, something comes from, like, a random source. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was at, like, the dentist or doctor or... I don't know where I was at, but somebody said this quote the other day, and I was like, wait, what? He said, more people want to be known as leader than people actually want to lead. And I was like, hey, yo. I put that in my notes so quick. (laughs) And I said, yo. Because. What? No, I know. I know. I know. What? (laughs) And for me. Known as one more than they actually want to be one. Yeah. Lord have mercy on my whole soul. And that one, that, Ooh, that, that thing one is true. Me. That one stopped me because I mean, that just stopped me. Yeah, no, like leadership really is like leadership comes in those tough times, and obviously nobody, you don't wish those upon anybody. But I mean, that's when you, like you, you're kind of prepared for those moments, and you have to stand up and like, yeah. especially rejection, and like, yeah. whether it's personally or collectively, you got to stand up as leader. But I think, I think personal leadership. I think people take that for granted too, because you can't lead nobody else until you lead yourself through stuff. You can't lead nobody else through tough times if you ain't stood up for yourself in tough times. Um, and so, facts. yeah, I'm. Now I feel like everything we even before we talked about before we even got on camera has been so spot on, like yeah. alignment. Yeah. Um, with the rejection. Yeah. Um, all right. So tell me, tell me how did how did how did first of all how does it feel for you? Yeah. And then second, 
how do you metabolize it to turn it into a lesson you learn from and not let it turn into depression right. and it's now it's stapled forever to your own identity and if you rejected me if you rejected me as a football player you reject me as a person right. nobody wants me right you know what i mean no for sure like like walk walk us through that because that's important no, it is. Um, Telling people to just brush their shoulders off ain't going to be enough. You, you know what I mean? Like, they got to know, like, or, or walk me through the steps. All right. I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. And I'm just like, like you said, I love how you said let it flow. Yeah. Uh, so one of, one of the most depressing times of my life and best times of my life happened, like, a, a week span. Like, crazy. Wow. So it was 2020, um, and, this, and then we can get into some practical lessons. But, yeah. For for to answer your first question, it definitely sucks. I don't yeah. think nobody needs to leave here and be like, "Look, doing cartwheels." Yeah, I, I mean, can't wait to be rejected this week. And everybody, everybody, what? you're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> it feels terrible. <laughs> and anybody you look up to has went through moments where it feels terrible. Yeah, like, for sure. It sucks. Like, yeah, it ain't really no way around it. Yeah. Um, but I had this moment in 2020, so I won the Disney Spirit Award. Okay. Which I didn't know what it, what it was, but then yeah. once I heard what it was, I was like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They give out an award each year to the most inspirational figure in college football. It can be person, player, coach, or team. Wow. And that year, wow. they decided to give it to me. Wow. Yeah, that's huge, fam. The week before I got the award, no, it wasn't a week. It was, we played on a Saturday. We played Pitt. Okay. And, bro, my whole career, I had to, I walked on, earned a scholarship, and, like, I was, I played, one of my best friends was the greatest running back in college football. Okay. Of all time. Travis Eaton, look it up. Greatest running back in AC. So he played yeah. majority of snaps. All of us has got, we got, we get. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, it was a game we're up and that season, which is, one, it was COVID mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. which was in of itself just crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, the year was just long and I had all these expectations and I worked all summer and just, it just don't go your way all the time. Yeah. And it was getting towards the end of the season. And I just had to get as many snaps as I wanted. I wasn't yeah. playing as much as I wanted to. Um, and I finally had a moment where coach was like, look, this is your drive. You in. And I was rolling. And I was about to score. Mm -hmm. And I was in with like a he, – he, he was subbing a lot of people. I wasn't in with the guys I feel like could have gave me the best chance. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, bro, we're on the one-yard line. Can I make this up? One-yard line. We drove the ball all the way down the field. Uh -huh. The game's about to be over. Uh -huh. Bro, we, he gives me two carries. And in my mind, perfect world. I went back and watched the tape, but perfect world. I wish I could have made it to the touchdown. Yeah. That would have been a great story. Yeah, yeah. Bro, we don't one yard line. I get two carries. We get stopped both times. Wow. Game ends. Wow. I'm pissed. Right, 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 right. Bro, feeling small. We won a game, but I'm like, man, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dance in the locker room, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hot. I'm really sad. Bro, I went home that night and cried my eyes out. Wow. I was, cause it was like, it was, I think it was like the last game. Um, it was like the, the, the game before the last game. Mm -hmm. So the 11th game of the season. And I was, bro, I was so done with it. Yeah. And people knew me as like the energetic guy, positive guy. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I showed up that Monday. Cause Sunday's off. You show up on Monday. Monday's like the first day of work. And it's kind of like you getting back in the groove for the week. Yeah. And everybody knew it like, yeah. I, I'm Why like, hast thou continents for yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm just not with it. Like, I don't want to smile. Don't look for me for any inspiration, bro. <laughs> Like, like, just let, let me let me get through the day how y'all be getting through the day. Just let, exactly, look, yeah, look, yeah. Just, I, ain't, I ain't cheering nobody up today. Yeah, let me get through the day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I kid you not, bro. I show up to practice. Uh, Mondays are late days, how we did at Clemson. And I show up to practice. And uh, Coach Sweeney, he has, he's like, I, want, I got an announcement before we, before we get the practice going. So we warm up. We put everybody on knee. Like, typical, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, coaching style. Everybody's yeah. on knee. 
he's like, hey, I got a really cool announcement I want to make. Um, some of our team has won a special award. And the moment's online, and they, because I didn't know the camera, the cameras, you know, how people, they could be 50 feet away, but they got to zoom in. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. And so I'm standing up there, and you can look at my face, and there's a video where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just blank, bro. <laughs> my face is like, all right, coach, just say what you got to say. Let me get through this practice and get go home. And, it's the antithesis of inspiration. Right. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, he's talking, and he's like, reading the award. He's like, this award is given to the most inspirational figure in college football. One, foreign people were Tim Tebow, or James Conner, and uh, this <laughs> this year our very own Darian Richer is the most inspirational figure in college football. And when I tell you, I feel like God like saw me and gave me a biggest hug. Oh wow! Oh man, I can like I'm replaying that moment in my life. I'm because I wanted to. I feel like I invested so much. I had given so much uh, to the game, to that place in general, and just had exhausted myself and wow. was not seeing what I thought an ounce of what I deserve. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why I said earlier, man, that experience at Clemson worked out way better than I imagined. Because there's things I wanted to happen. Yeah, yeah, for there's sure. There's things I never imagined to happen. Yeah. Like, I wanted to play. I wanted to do this, this, and that. But I had never, ever in a million years thought I would be the most inspirational figure in college football. In the most pivotal moment in our nation's history. One of the most, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, that year is, like, etched in stone for, like, 2020. Nobody will forget 2020. Wow. And then that's, you know, like, and bro, I cried. I, that was tears of joy. That time. Yeah, I was happy yeah, yeah, tears. for sure, for sure. And I feel like all the work I put in and all the, just everything I invested into being who I wanted to be, like that was a pivotal moment for my life. But in the span of a- 48 hours. Yeah, like it was went from lowest point, one of the highest points of my life. So to digest sucky times, I would just tell people, man, you gotta, you definitely gotta accept it. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and and what I hear you saying is that it's okay to not just accept it, but embrace it. Like, you went home and cried. Yeah. It sucked. Right. You didn't go home and like, I went home, I read I read Proverbs, nah. and I was back I was back up. I didn't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, I left the game, dad my pops up. He already knew. You know how parents be knowing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, yeah. They he know. already knew. Hey, look, I ain't trying to go after the game. I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and my girlfriend, not wife at the time. And she, she, I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> look, look. And I was like, when I got home by myself, I was sitting in my room, and it was a big game. I mean, you could, we could like, uh, we always go out and celebrate, do whatever, like have a good time. It's co- you know, like, it's college, and you yeah. just want a big game. It's yeah, a Saturday. Sure. It was a night game too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I mean, you it turned was like up. people turned yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, it's just all the like stuff you remember in college of having a good time. And I went home, bro. I was like, look, I see y'all when I see y'all. I cried. I don't think I went to church the next day. I was yeah, like, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> look, I was done with everything, Truth bro. Truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, man, because I feel, I know people go through those times, and, like, I do, I empathize 100%. That's and great. it's not always, like, tick for tack. You can't no. compare pain. but the, No, no, absolutely. Pain is relative. Right. Yeah, man, pain is relative. But I feel, and I would just tell you to embrace it. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's like, the only way to move forward. Absolutely. And you got to, like self talk is big. Yeah, absolutely. You got you got to talk yourself back up into being who you want to be. Yeah, bro. Um, Ooh, that's good. Hold on, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I just think during those moments, um, you got to talk to yourself. You can't listen to yourself. And I remember reminding myself in that moment who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, the the previous bat- bat- uh, battles I'd already won. Cause you got to remind yourself of that. Like this ain't the end all be all. You've been through tough times before. You made it through the other side. And if you quit now, um, I want to hear. I have this 
this theory. I, I feel like God downloaded me probably a year ago. Um, I feel like when you're about to quit, I feel like it's like God like kind of reminding you that somebody else quit right here. Don't let it be you. You know, right? Like I, I I've all since I heard that. I when I feel those moments, I'm like somebody else quit right here. It's not gonna reach your destiny. Not gonna not gonna see what the plan is supposed to be. And you got a choice, man. You get to let that be you, mm-hmm. or you can make it to the next to the next next part of your journey. That's right. And so, um, yeah, self talk, man. Like I don't know, just like I think it, one is biblical, but just like edifying your own self is so it's so important because sometimes the thoughts in your head ain't the thoughts that you really need to hear or actually coming from yourself. And so to be able to talk to yourself and speak life of yourself is is way more important than speaking life over somebody else. Even, Absolutely. Even though that's important, but, like, you have to really, you got to talk to yourself. Bro, okay, so 1 Samuel 30. Yeah. Um, you got the sword out. Yeah, bro. Um, David and his men arrived home to Ziklag, and the Amalekites robbed the whole city. Right, like, like this, this, like your house getting broken into is one thing. The city is crazy. You come home and your women, your children is gone. <laughs> Not like your family got kidnapped. Everybody. The city got kidnapped. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> they took the city away. Right, so they came home and um, they carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anybody. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, verse number six, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. I like it better in, the, in, in King James. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. There was nobody to encourage him. Your boy had to, your boy had to start talking to himself. Like, bruh, we got this. Yeah. He didn't have, there was nobody in his army that was like, King David, we believe in you. Your boy had to get to a place by himself and be like, hey, yo, I killed lions, bears, and giants. Mm-hmm. I've slayed Philistines mm-hmm. by the hundreds. Mm-hmm. I got this too. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be able to talk to yourself. You have to be able to remind yourself of what you've done and what you're c- capable of doing or else you're going to repeat an, a narrative that the enemy right. would rather you repeat than the one God would rather you repeat. So nah, man, you got to encourage yourself sometime. It's mad important. It's the only way. Yeah. Like it's the, it's the only way. Um, that's, that's actually a space I'm beginning right now is reminding myself. It's crazy how much amnesia we get. Mm. along the way mm. especially in mm. the more look i'm learning is like i said young husband young father trying to do a lot of things and we try to make it happen uh the more responsibility you get the more discipline you better become because i'm glad you saying it <laughs> they be mad when i be saying it i'm not saying it today man i'm telling you because um it's every blessing can turn into a burden if you don't handle it properly. For sure. Whether that's like a marriage, having a beautiful little baby, um, growing a business. If you don't take care of it, it's going to, I mean, it's going to become a thing that you you get tired of showing up to. And when the it's turn so is the thing you pray for. Right. Which is, you know, that's, that's the crazy part about it. Right. And so for me, 
is like, man, when I wake up in the mornings, and I learned this from trial and error. Mm-hmm. Understood. <laughs> from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Going to bed or into some days, like, dang, bro, I didn't. I wasn't present today. I don't have to get a husband today, and I ain't handle my business today. It's like you got enough time to do what you need to do. You ain't got enough time to do what you need to do and be distracted. <laughs> it's like I'm like, bro, that's what I had to set myself down. You got enough time. You got enough time to trace your dreams. Yep. Be present with your kid. Yep. Be a good husband today. Yep. Be a good friend. Yep. Call your grandparents. Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but you do not have enough time to do all that and be distracted. All right. So I'm glad you brought this up because time management. Mm. Um is important in every phase of your life. Right. Right. We had a pod where we were talking about um, how crappy the church has handled single people. Wow. Right. Because they basically have an invisible label on, on them. It's like these are married people in waiting. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, keep them as busy as they can. So I guess they won't recognize they're alone or something like right. that. You know what I mean? So they serving on four auxiliaries, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> when they could be on a vacation yeah. in Greece, yeah. you know. Um, but time management is just important no matter what phase of life you're in, right? Like, I'll never forget when I um, transitioned from the Potter's house and went back on the road full time. I had a two-year-old and a two-month-old. So life looked different. I The rhythm of life for me was I was home five days a week. And I only I worked primarily on the weekends unless I was on an international trip. Right. Um, because I had a two year old and a two month old. I could do that. Well, I'm not doing that with a fifteen year old and a thirteen year old. Mm-hmm. So di- allocation of time looks different now. Yeah. And um when w- most most people have a problem when the time gets distributed differently yeah. in different seasons. You got to accept it. You got to accept it, right? Because mo- most people will, oh, you've changed. Oh, you don't have time for me anymore. You are absolutely right. I've evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for you anymore. Not the time we used to have. Right. We used to be able to go kick it, and I'd meet you somewhere, and we you know, uh, uh, have drinks and and talk for two and a half hours now it's gonna be a 20 minute facetime <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm married with a kid now it's a 20 minute facetime oh man we, we don't hang out like we used to we don't <laughs> life has changed like you know what i mean right. so you either want this 20 minute facetime or maybe the season's up <laughs> i still got some time for you it just don't look the same right and to your point of evolution, um, people don't evolve at the same time and at the same rate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so um, it, it, it's very, very important to be able to accept what people can handle when your season changes. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if it was Jay-Z who said, like, I ain't, the whole quote about, we ain't worked as hard to stay the same, you know? No, we, we really didn't. Like yeah, exactly. Ain't the, the goal in life is it to to never evolve. I love. I, I don't think you should change at your core, but evolution is a part of like all of us. If you're healthy, you know you're gonna you're gonna evolve into who you're supposed to be. And I I had to learn that. I think just accepting it because for me, I I feel like it was like drastic. I was around hundreds of people every day, and I went from 
I'm in the crib with my wife and I got a kid now. And just adjusting to that, it's just, it's, it is, it is a hard adjustment, but, and with the time management piece, I would say is, um, like prioritizing what, like what matters most. Mm-hmm. It's not that that don't matter no more. It's just like, it don't matter most. Right. It's like the whole, um, the priority change. Yeah. It's, it's the, I don't know. I think my small group leaders tell me it was the, you got God things, yeah. you got great things, you yeah. got good things. That's good. And those things change over time. Yeah, and for you gotta sure. reallocate what is a God thing. And it's like God things are the only things that I can do. Like if you take me out of the equation, it ain't happen. Like, hey, if I ain't being a husband, she ain't got you know, my wife don't have a husband. There, there, there's no there's no stand in husband. <laughs> right. Not, I hope not. You know better not be. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll fly down there. Right. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I I can only be a dad to my little girl. Mm-hmm. You know? Nobody can, else. At this point, we ain't scaled to that. I can only run the businesses that I want to get get popping, you know. Um, and besides that, it's like, all right, well, I can't. I don't have to be there. Like somebody else could do that. Yep. Um, you still you still try to value your friendships, but even that changes over time. Because like you said, I mean, the hard part about life is is if it gets hard to grow with somebody who ain't growing. Mm. And when it when that does align. That's like perfect though, because we all come up together. Like we all that's that's the best thing in life is we can when you can keep growing with the homies. You know, like that's my favorite. Bro, it's it's and that's how it's supposed to be. Like we you own something, I'm yep. on something. Yep. You helping me, I'm helping you. Yep, 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 yep. Even though it might be something different, yep. but the level, the intellectual ability to think at a high level that's right. is an alignment. That's right. Friendships and relationships kind of get messed up when it's like, bro, you you just don't own nothing. Yeah, bro. And it gets hard to, if I tell you about how I'm winning in life, you think I'm bragging. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. we just can't keep it real. We yeah, can't yeah, talk. And then yeah. if I tell you a loss, I feel like you kind of like happy about it. Like, right, 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 right. No, it's so true, bro. <laughs> it's like, why are you happy to, instead of just being like, bro, this is, I'm winning in this area. Yeah. This is where I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Tell me where you're winning, where, I'm str- where mm-hmm. you're struggling. Mm-hmm. And we help each other out. And That's it's like exactly mutual, right. like beneficial. There's no judgment. Yeah. There's celebration. Yeah. And we just keep chugging along. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's hard. And when, like, bro, we used to be best friends back in the day. Yeah, for sure. But it's, bro, you're not growing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I And I'm glad you're, you're talking about this because um, one of my big frustrations within um, Christianity mm-hmm. is this presupposition that because we both love Jesus. Oh, yeah that I have to accept everything you do. That's not true. At all. Just because we both love Jesus don't mean we're going to be friends forever. Facts. To your point, if you're not growing, not in the same way I'm growing. Right. I could be running a multi-million dollar business. You could be the regional manager. Of a nonprofit. Of a nonprofit. And be killing it. And be killing it. It ain't like he ain't on my level, cause right, right. He, you know what I mean. My taxes this year was nine hundred and eighty three thousand dollars, and you got a refund. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't on the same. Not that. Ain't, that ain't what it is. It's up here. Right. It's I can celebrate you, and you can celebrate me. We don't do the same thing. God had different calls for our life. I ain't got to be matching you. I, we ain't identical twins in the spirit. Like you know what I mean? Like we're. We're, you're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, we all doing our thing, and God's blessing us. And we can still come and meet together and respect each other, sharpen each other, right. and encourage each other where we are right now, good, bad, and ugly. But the, 
to your point, the ones that like like I think a how do I want to say this? I just think there's a lot of people carrying dead weight mm. in the name of loyalty. Yeah. And and your 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 loyalty is misaligned. <laughs> Lo- loyalty doesn't mean that you accept somebody who willingly, willfully says, I'm not going to grow. Right. And if you ever try to move on from this relationship, I gaslight you because of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you so you think you better than me oh, now. Oh, you switched up. Oh, you oh you switch oh you brand new now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you won the spirit award and now you think <laughs> I I was crying 48 hours ago. Right. So that spirit award didn't do this to me, but it just resonated an insecurity in you that you couldn't even keep to yourself and you had to let me know how insecure you were. So now you're making a comment and, and you, and I'm supposed to do what? Apologize. Right. So I, I'll never forget, bro. This is, and I was younger than you are right now. Cause I wasn't married to Juliet yet. So, um, you know, I, I'm dating Juliet and, um, I didn't have a job. And then I got this job. Um, I was the first, uh, distributor of Gatorade in vending machines in the DFW Metroplex. Okay. Uh, this uh, the this uh, husband and wife couple owned a vending machine business and they picked up the Gatorade account and didn't have a driver to fill them up. Mm-hmm. So I think Gatorade hit this market back in 98 with like Let's just say it was 27 Gatorade machines. And they were all over the DFW Metroplex. Bro, this is 90. This is 98. I'm one years old. Okay, you're one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you were one year old uh, in 1998, they tell me where all of the routes are and hand me a map. Like there was no, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Phone to pull they hand me a map and they circle like these were all the accounts are and you got to get to all these accounts. And they taught me how to operate a forklift in a day, blah, blah, blah. So I'm so happy to get this job, right? Julia said, I've never been as sexy as I was when I had that job. Um, I just tapered off from there because I was working 17 hour days, right? The the truck they gave me was a converted Dolly Madison truck. Getting out the mud. Yeah. So I was pulling up in the hood with, <laughs> with, with a truck that had cupcakes on the side and all the kids would run up like, oh, can I have a cupcake? And I'm just pulling out boxes of Gatorade. They're like, liar. <laughs> you liar. Right? So I was living in this house um, uh, with some friends. And one of the, my roommates was like, man, I just don't understand why this is happening. And I was like, what? Now, I'm not good in math, right? Mm-hmm. So all I knew was I was making like, maybe like, I think I was making like $16 an hour, mm-hmm. which back in 98, that was some good bread. Yeah. Right? So this dude, I get home, this dude's like, man, I'm, I just really can't understand it. And I'm like, what's up, bro? He was like, I know I'm in my word more than you. Mm. And, y- mm. you know, I, I get up earlier and and, and pray. And... I don't see you do none of that stuff, but, but yet God's blessing you. You making like 48 grand a year. Like he had done the math. Like I I didn't even know it 
what it broke down to <laughs> annually. I I don't even know if that's right. I just threw out a number, right? So all I know is like it felt I just felt like that's how you think about this? Right. Like you you thought reading your word more and praying should have equated to you having my job? Yeah. Or my annual salary? We don't talk to this day. Yeah, that's crazy. Not not and it wasn't like a fallout because it wasn't like I moved out of the right. I just realized, man. You that, just peeped the energy. I peeped the energy, bro, and that's not yeah. the energy. That's not it. I'll say tell a story on the flip side. One of my um one, I resonate that. I do want to talk about because I thought you can be on both sides. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think the reality is you're gonna be on both sides. <laughs> At some <laughs> the point. The more successful you are, yeah, the more you're gonna meet people that you like, dang. Like and and they gonna have a season where you feel like they they can't do nothing but but win right exactly and you feel like you is you doing everything but winning absolutely and you're gonna feel that internal feeling where you want to compare you don't want to celebrate that's right you wish like in your mind you wish like that God would see you or elevate you promote right. you mm-hmm. um well the longer you live in life the more you keep going one of the things I would say just which encourage me and I tell myself all the time because once you experience God's plan for your life start to evolve and the obedience be honored in your own unique way. Right. You're like, bro, I only, I only want what God got for me. Right. Because what God got for me is tailor-made. Yes. Special. Yes. Um, fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it fits you like, just like you go get a suit made and it fits you like a glove. And you're like, all right, this is why, this is why God had me do this. And That's right. I want to feel this continuously over my life. So then you're like, all right, let me cheer people on, you know? Yep. But it, that is a maturity thing. It is. It, ain't, it, don't, it don't have an age gap on it. It's like a, a way of thinking. It is. It like, absolutely people is. Gonna be, man, look, you go back to the crib, you go to the barbershop, dude's going to behave for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it ain't, it ain't like an age thing, bro. It's like. It's really true, bro. A 10-year-old can figure it out if you teach him. It's like, absolutely. but at the same time, you can, mm-hmm. six, somebody 60 years old going to be hating on this dude mm-hmm. for, you know, like. Absolutely. It ain't, so it's, it's a part of just, like you said, evolving, maturing, um, but I had a friend, we we had on the, I've had friends that I've been envious of, had to check myself. Yeah. And then I had a friend, we actually, some of my best friends, they was in my wedding. Yeah. Um, we had a situation where I could always tell, I was like, bro, I was competing. Mm. And like, I, was, I wasn't competing. That's, that's, that's like, we ain't got, I, I can tell you competing, you're trying to one-up me. And first, you know, something happens, you're like, man, that ain't how it is. Right, 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 right. Then you see, nah, that's how it is. That's exactly <laughs> how it is. I read that right. <laughs> right yeah, it's right, like, right, that, right. Nah, that's how it is. <laughs> and, you, and I think if, if the relationship, like sometimes there ain't enough equity there to where it's even worth the combo. It's like, all right, bro, that's how it is. Let's just, like, I'm, I'm just going to move on, you know? But then if it is like to where you got real roots with somebody and there's equity there, you feel like it's worth the conversation. You can work through that with a friend. Yep. And then, and sometimes, like, if it's envious in you, it's in, like, envy in you, you just need to go to God with it. Like, yeah. And just, because I've had friends where, like I said, you're successful, you're going to have successful friends. That's exactly right. And with people that's like, in moments, they are killing it. Yeah. And you in the grind, in the weeds again, trying to mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, and I think that's where you just got to check your own heart. Yep. And take it to God. Um, one of the things you said that I want to hear your opinion about is, um, Reading your word, going to church, praying does affect your heart. 100%. 100%. And that those are things that are great habits and disciplines to have. You got fasting in there, like different things like that that people might see you do or you might tell people you do. 
obviously a, a clear de- depictions of this is how I got to where my heart is, the condition of my faith. I will also say, on the contrary, bro, God really knows how your heart is. And sometimes those things, are, are, they don't really equate to that at all. Absolutely you, you correct. You said the whole thing about, oh, I, he's, he was reading my word. or I just don't know what how to put my finger, but God really knows like the condition of your heart. <laughs> yes, he does. And you can't fake it. <laughs> no, you, know? you can't. And it's moments where... The craziest part about this moment is where you thought you've blown it. Yep. And that's 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 the to me one of the sweetest parts and most redemptive parts about guys. Like, he still knows your heart in those times. Absolutely. And there be moments where people think you winning. Right. And you feel it internally like God knows my heart. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm losing. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm miserably. Yeah, I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> I am mo- losing miserably. So Absolutely. I, and that's. And I'm up by a hundred. Right. And I'm losing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why I think purity of your heart is just so, um, like it's it, like I said, there's things that I think do add to that. There's also things that I don't think can ever put a metric on it. Absolutely. Like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but more so like, how do you, how do you encourage people? Like the goal is to be pure in heart. Hey bro. The goal ain't to, especially going to youth ministry, you know, I've heard you talk about this. It's like, bro, the goal ain't not to have sex. Nah, bro. The goal ain't to, and obviously not doing that can help you out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But and that ain't it. That ain't the end goal. The goal is, like, the goal ain't to try to be broke so you can prove to people you're not greedy. You no, make, no, like, that ain't it. It's, that you know, ain't it. it it's, and the goal ain't to not, to to, dis, to discount opportunities or not take opportunities because you want to, I'm humble. I'm yeah. Like, nah, the goal is to be pure in heart. That's right. And, that's right. That's so good. And in that, I'm just curious your opinions on that. I feel like that's really big, um, especially, like, like I'm in a generation where you show every, you show a lot, you show everything. So mm-hmm. people can, like you said, try to calculate whether you deserve something or not. Mm-hmm. But the idea is like, but God sees your heart. Yes, he and, does. And he elevates people, whether you like it or not. It promotes people, whether you like it or not, based on the condition of your heart. So I'm curious. So um, in King James, Matthew 5, 8 says, mm. blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's beautiful. Come on, Beatitudes. I, 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 I do not believe that you can see God correctly without a pure heart. Mm. So how does a heart become pure? Right. You allow God to refine it. Mm. Like the, the heart has to go through the refiner's fire. You have to allow his fire, and I got to find that as well because it is just, it's too good. No, that is. Brother, I feel like the air is thick. I've been wanting to cry since I got here. Really? <laughs> I swear, bro. I've been, and I, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a picky cry. Like, I pick what I want to cry. Like, I, I don't just be crying all the time, man. But I, ever since I walked in here, man, I just feel like, I just feel emotional in like the most, like the special way, you know? Wow. I'm just like, all right. What are you feeling? Um, Whenever you said you said something, it just sparked something. Uh, whenever you said like the pure, purity in heart is, um, I just feel like my generation of because you came up on the like turn the curve, yeah, in church where church was stale and we yeah. gonna make it mega, yeah, we yeah, gonna, yeah, we yeah, gonna blow this yeah, thing yeah, up, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> like we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, church been born. <laughs> All right, y'all ain't got to wear no clip-on ties no more. Right, 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 right. 
y'all ain't got to come here and go to sleep. Right. So we're going to turn the music up. Yep. Put on lights. Sure. Yep. Do a cover song. Yeah. And we're going to make it cool. You can wear your cool cool clothes. Yep, absolutely. We can, yeah. We're going to do a couple of services. You ain't got to work super. You know, like. That's exactly right. It was a, it that was, was a, on our watch. It was, a, it was <laughs> yeah. a course correction of just how the church was. And then yeah. For my generation is, like, we love that. Yep. Grew up in that. Appreciated it. Invited our friends to it. Yeah, for sure. And then, and this is like, I feel like I've gotten healed from this. I'm still healing, but just, like, we lost sense of. Like the the purity in heart, it was all about how can we make this thing big right, and massive, right? And, and cool. And then you forget like what it was all about. Exactly. True. Um, True. There was a. I had this vision. I wrote this down, and I mean, I have dreams like not like like the like you know like, like spiritual dreams. I'll dream. I, when yeah. I said I'm like I'm thinking about a vision like in my head like practically. Yeah, yeah. But I really have got a couple of actual visions in my life. Mm-hmm. I had this vision. Uh, it's probably t- two years ago. Um, and it was this, uh, close your eyes. I want you to see this. I want you okay. to see this. All right, I'm going to, because I got to close my eyes. Right. I see everything. All right, so. Trust me. I was kind of like <laughs> coming off of season trying to just figure out, all right, I really appreciated my faith and church I grew up in, how I came up in it. And I, a lot of my faith was brought up in a mega church, which I was so thankful for the community. But I feel like God gave me this revelation of just like what, what the pure in heart is supposed to be. So, and. I've never been to Africa, but I, my mind, I, just, I was sitting there one day, I closed my eyes, and I'm, I'm in Africa, and you know how these, like, I'm not saying it's bad, but pastors go over there, and they'll preach to these huge stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. And I see, all I see is these malnourished crowd. That's 8,000 people. Mm. Like, 8,000 people, and it's, it's like a soccer arena, and it's massive. The guy on stage is so happy, and everybody in the crowd is malnourished. Mm-hmm. But he's just hype. Miss 8,000 people here. This is the best thing ever. This is massive. And he thinks it's the biggest win. Mm. And then I see this little room with like five to ten people, right? Mm-hmm. And these, 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 like, these massive Hulk-like creatures, mm. like full of it, just like bursting out of this small room. And I feel like God was like, that's it. Like it ain't about having like a big, big place or a lot of people. It's about making big people. And I feel like, bro, ever like that has been a resounding, like, reaffirming alignment for me, because I think that's where a lot of like my generation, we got like robbed of that. And I don't think it was nobody's in, in initial intent. No, it's never, it's never, it's never. Intent. But yeah, I think that's absolutely. a lot of my friends I came up with, and even for myself, I feel that because you get to the end of like all these people came to church, yeah, and let's people raise their hands, yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. And then, like, I'm shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm surface level. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even know how to go deep. Yeah, for sure. Because it was all about getting people in. Absolutely. Getting people out. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. if they got saved, it wasn't the journey. It right. was just, like, the moment. Yeah, it was the moment. And so then it's like, we he had 4,000 salvations. Yeah, exactly. Ain't nobody coming back after a year. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And it's, not, and it's not, like, even, like, my, it's a lot of people's context. Yeah, for I sure. I think that. Like the goal is to become a big person. Absolutely correct. And I don't think crowds are bad. Mm-mm, no, me either. But the goal has always to be how do we make big people? Because big people, big people internally make a big difference. Not you can have a thousand people show up, and if they don't, if they ain't like being fed or if they're not committed to their own spiritual maturity, like they'll leave and want nothing to happen. Yeah. Oh, go to um. You know the story. Where is it? I want to say it is in. Um, mm. Tell me the story. 
all right, what's the story in the Bible? And I know it, but I just can't put a finger on it. But story in the Bible, it says, basically, the city was about to be torn down. And he said, uh, he kept asking, he kept, he kept lowering a number. For 50 people, would you save the city? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, Genesis. It's Gen- Abraham. Abraham. Uh, Is it 21? Uh, no, it's 18. 18. Because that's right before uh, the angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. Yep. I got you. It is Genesis 18. It's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's only 10 verses, but I mean, the premise of it. Yeah, exactly. It's at the end. Um, uh, the other man turned and headed. This is 18, starting at the 22nd verse. The other man turned and headed towards Sodom. The Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Mm. Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you still sweep it away? And not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why? You would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, If I find fifty righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for their sake. <laughs> Then Abraham spoke again because he was like, oh, snap. Right. He knew there wasn't 50 people in there. Uh, Since the Lord has, uh, since I have begun, let me speak further to my Lord, even though I am but dust and ashes. Suppose there are only 45 righteous people (laughs) rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy. I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. Then Abraham pressed his request further. Suppose there are only 40. <laughs> the Lord replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of 40. Please don't be angry, my Lord. <laughs> Abraham replied. Abraham pleaded, let me speak. Suppose only 30 righteous people are found. The Lord replied, I will not destroy it if I find 30. Then Abraham said, since I have dared to speak to the Lord, <laughs> let me continue. Suppose there are only 20. The Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me if I speak one more time. Suppose only 10 are found there. And the Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. Then the Lord had finished his conversation. When the Lord had finished his conversation with Abraham, he went on his way and Abraham returned to his tent. That story to me uh, is like the biblical depiction of that, because what God can do with one righteous person is way more than 100 people just showing up to a place are you I keep talking what are we talking about and that's where to, <laughs> to me that's the shift though is is crowds aren't bags i think that's you know we can overcorrect again in church world to where sure. we just dismantle all crowds and yeah 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 and it, that ain't it and i ain't they ain't it and small churches aren't bad either yeah, like no, I don't, absolutely correct but the goal in any space i feel like god wants is for his people to become like mature to become internally big people well, it, it's it's not either or, it's both and. Yeah. Right? The crowd is going to always be there. Jesus had crowds. Right. And th- those crowds, every number has a name and every name has a soul. Mm-hmm. And if those people don't become big from the inside out, they're going to go right back to where they came. Right. Because they don't have any, they don't have an anchor in their soul heavy enough to keep them from drifting. Drifting. Right? So... So you can you can you can drift up and you can drift down, right? You can ascend to the heavens 
if you if there's no internal mechanism within that thing to get you back down, you die. Mm. Right? You launch somebody off into space without an internal mechanism to get them back to the ground, they're going to die. Because, <laughs> first of all, I don't think nobody should be out in space. But if you do, you're only supposed to visit. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nobody supposed to live out there. Right? You know right. what I mean? That is not the way the parameters were set, right? Yeah. So, so okay, all right, so... Then I'm not going to go, right? So then we course correct. Mm -hmm. We ain't going high. Yeah. We going low. And then you wind up the Titan. <laughs> you wind up in a doggone submarine, not tethered <laughs> to the surface. And guess what? You going to still die. <laughs> Rest in peace to all them people. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Where, if you go up, you need an internal mechanism that brings you back down. If you go down, you need something tethered that brings you back up. Mm -hmm. So without... In both situations, you need something inwardly. Sure. <laughs> so, so the the lights, camera, action, the smoke, the 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 dress, the style, the songs, the it's seats, not bad. It ain't none of it bad. And but then also like the opposite is like if you want to go and learn how to speak in tongues, if you want to go fast, if yeah. you want to go P ninety X, read your Bible for ninety days, you know like. <laughs> Like that ain't. Well, that's what they used to call it. That's what they used to call it. That's man. hilarious. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's beautiful. Actually, like if if you want to go dive deep, like you said, you want to go down. If you want to go take a sabbatical, if you mm -hmm. if you want to go for all for a weekend in the wilderness, turn off your phone, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, but then you can get lost in that as well as you get lost in other stuff too. Yeah, for sure, bro. And that's why. That's why. You know, I. I'm a both and person 100%. more than I am an either or, or, uh, or, and, and I have more ands in my narratives than buts because mm. buts disqualified the previous thing you was trying to articulate. Right. So I can, I, I'm good at holding tension. Mm -hmm. Two things can be true. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, I, I love the, I love uh, large gatherings. There's a, there's nothing like, seeing thousands of people worshiping God. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a, it's a reminder to me that everybody ain't secular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I'm in a room, when I'm in an arena with 4,000 people. You're not or, alone. Like, or 30,000 people. I'm yeah. like, man, everybody ain't going to hell. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Thanks. Everybody ain't out here watching Pornhub and doing right. a line of coke. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some people in here that love G They could be anywhere right now. 30,000 people that's in here right now? They're choosing to be here. They're choosing to be here. They ain't at a baseball game. They so I'm not looking at that like, big crowds. Right? Right. At the conversely, when I'm in a small group, I'm reminded that, man, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Mm -hmm. I, I feel safe here. I feel seen here. Mm -hmm. This is like, I know your wife and I know your child and I and and we prayed for you when you got diagnosed with cancer and saw God heal you and mm -hmm. you got fired from your job and I knew a person that hired you. Mm -hmm. Like like that's the small that ain't gonna happen in thirty thousand, mm -hmm. right? That happens in small community. I love that. I'm also not like Man, it's only five people in there. Yeah. Y'all ain't doing nothing. It's attention like, to be managed. It's attention to be managed. It's not you don't toss away this one or toss away that one. You hold the tension of both. Mm -hmm. And and understand that the weekend expression of church is never going to be what we are supposed to walk out in the Bible. 
It's never the anchor. Like the, it's never the anchor. It, it can't be. It can't be the anchor. Yeah. That's 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 not where it comes from. Hey, I want to read this verse. Talk to me. This goes back to the purification. So Zechariah chapter number thirteen, uh, verse number nine. Uh, I will bring that group through the fire, and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. God purifies the heart through fire. If you want a pure heart, expect to get everything in you tested. Your intentions, your will, your desires, every, he that comes through fire. That ain't coming through like, God just put, I got $2,000 extra <laughs> in my commission check. The, that's, not, that's not purifying your heart. Purifying your heart is when he sits you down in your devotion time and, and you just think you about to listen to, you know, 20 minutes in Maverick City and then the Holy Spirit's like, I want to talk to you about your tone that you used with your wife last night. Mm-hmm. And you like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I thought that conversation went well. <laughs> you know what I mean? I established my dominance. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to go apologize to her. Yeah. That's how a heart gets refined. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had a situation with Hector. This was like seemingly insignificant, right? Seemingly insignificant. We, we were on a plane. We were so hyped to go to Miami and and have this. Um, uh, it was our first basement live, and uh, Hector was like, "Bro, we made it! Like, this is a big deal." And my response was not celebratory, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit was like, "Your response was wrong, mm-hmm. and you need to repent to Hector." Bro, if I never brought that up to Hector, this wasn't in, like this wasn't burrowed down in Hector's mind like Tim's response to me hurt. <laughs> and I don't know if I can right. continue working with him if this yeah. doesn't get resolved. It was net it was was it even on your radar? Were you thinking of when I brought it back up to him, he was like, What are you talking about? And I had to keep telling them, let me get through this, fam. <laughs> I haven't slept good right. in a week. Like, yeah. the Holy Spirit has been on my neck, fam. That's when you know you have a purified heart. Mm-hmm. How, how sensitive, how, how light is the nudge that makes you budge? Yeah. Yeah. Man. If God has to put his strong hand behind you yeah. to make you repent, your heart is harder than you think. Yeah. If he got a bang on on your door, on the door to your heart for seven weeks before you like, all right, man, come in. What you want? Yeah. I guess you want to talk to me about my father wound now? It's like, yeah, I did, but you've been doing shots for seven weeks. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I don't understand why you won't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you haven't even picked up your Bible. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Like, like purification of the heart is about how how light is the touch that gets mm. you to like, okay, Lord, I, I'm 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 right here. I'm right here. 
And so, yeah, you got to stay close to the fire, man. How do you, when I think about that, I think about awareness. That's, oh, yes, come through. Because right down my alley. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, um, right, there's so much noise in the world, man. Mm. And like, that's a still voice, you know? And you got to, like, really be intentional about just staying close, like you said. Because um, God ain't going to, he don't yell, you know? He speaks. Yes, he does. Like, and he's always speaking. And that that's the part that's just so mind-blowing is, like, he's always speaking. He's never not speaking. That's right. I'm just never making time or never trying to listen or I'm, all, I'm too busy. I'm too much in a hurry. And then when you slow down is um there is I want to say this right. I never said this before. I'm trying to make sure I articulate this right. There is um there's truth and redemption. There's also truth and you can miss out. Mm-hmm. Like God can redeem 100%. Absolutely. And that's one of the most beautiful things. Mm-hmm. There's also something said just about being obedient. Mm-hmm. You know and and I and that's that part just like man, like you can miss out on a moment. Like, something could not be what it's supposed to be because you weren't in tune. That's exactly right. Whether that is, like, life-changing for somebody else or just enjoyable. That's exactly right. Like That's you, exactly right. You can miss out on seeing something or experiencing something because you just weren't in tune. Absolutely correct. And and now it's like, man, I – it's so crazy because you, you, it's a practice. Yeah. It isn't like a one-time thing where you become aware to the Holy Spirit. You yeah. become aware to what God's doing. It's, it's like a daily – like you just show up, yeah, and you you learn, yeah. Bro, I'm getting so because I'm like my little girl's doing that. Like she mm. like she wakes up and she's just like so aware, mm-hmm. like she's just like eyes open and just she's learning, yep. and she wakes up every day and she's like, like what's I don't know. She's like what's what's the day like you you take me on like a little adventure and you show yeah, me yeah like, yeah if you yeah, don't yeah. show me anything I don't get the experience again. yeah 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 and that's a uh, that's the same thing man it's like bro we get to wake up to God every day and. And I'm speaking from like uh, everything I say is some moments I feel like I, I'm on it. Some moments I feel I notice I'm not on it. And the moments I do, I'm like, dang, if I could just stay here, mm-hmm. you know, if I could just stay in this space. Um, and I, I appreciate when I get reminded of that voice throughout the day. Yeah. Whether it's like I want, like I want a plane or yeah. I'm driving here or yeah. in a conversation, like, dang, like, God, I feel you. I see you. Yeah. Like you're speaking, absolutely, and I'm thankful for that. Like I, I, the more, I, the more I'm getting on, I'm like I'm just thankful that you, you, you like, I can feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because people, you can grow old and and you can lose it. Yeah. Oh, it's lo- so true. Maybe I don't lose it. You never lose it, but you can. You can become so hard to where you can't feel it. Absolutely, you're distant, and there's no room for God to even move, and. Yeah, and it's. It's scary, man. That's that's the part I think about life is this it's like the hard truth of life and it's a reality that bro, God can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But there is some part of human limitation that if we don't do something with the opportunities we have or the moments we get, like we cannot be what we're supposed to be or do things supposed to do here. Absolutely. And that's oh, that's scary to me. Yeah. And I just don't want to miss out. No, it's it's a uh, um. Uh, it takes intentionality to be still. Yeah. Um, my life coach Nancy Houston, um, 
uh, I'm in my sixth year of like a process group therapy. Mm-hmm. We meet once a month for eight hours. And at some point, you know, she says, okay, everybody, put your phones down, uh, sit up in your, in your chair, mm-hmm. put your feet on the, your, put your feet, you know, uh, find your feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Her whole cadence to awareness goes down. Find your feet on the floor. Feel your toes. Feel your butt in the seat. She says, uh, uh, feel your seat in the chair. And I'm a literalist. It just bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> just say butt. It's a butt. Find your butt in the chair. And she makes you put your hand on your stomach. Then your heart. Then your head. And she says, uh, put your hand on your stomach. And what is it telling you? Like, what is your gut telling you? Then put your hand on your heart. What is your heart telling you? Um, and then put your hand on your head. What is your head telling you? Like, what do you hear it say? Mm-hmm. Makes you just center ground in it and attuned. And then when you come out of that, it's like, hey, share what you heard. Yeah. We'll just all go around and, you know, sometimes people are like, I didn't hear nothing. Good. <laughs> right, yeah. you know what I mean, and somebody's heard like I heard, you know, I I heard peace or I I, I feel anger. It's like, oh, good, yeah, because all all emotions are is information. Yeah, wow. Happiness is information. Sadness is information. Anger is information. Frustration is information. There's this song um, that I heard a lot growing up that is just tied to my soul be still and know mm-hmm. psalms that i am god be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god is so simple yeah (laughs) Yeah, it is it is so simple but it is such a reminder that you can't know who he is moving you gotta slow down you gotta stop (laughs) Mm -hmm. be still Mm -hmm. and know not go slow and no. Mm-hmm. Not run and no. Mm-hmm. Not walk and no. Yeah. Be still and no. Not find out. No. No. Yeah. Hmm. That a- the I am is God. It's beautiful. That's a practice. It's a practice, bro. And that's like a daily practice of. And you can be you can be still internally and be with people, you know. Oh, absolutely! You know, absolutely and, and, correct. And, and that's where it's, I think it is a posture. Of yeah, like a physical. I think sitting down and. But, but it is something in here. It's something too. in here too. Absolutely where correct. You, where you slow you slow down and like you just become aware. Yeah. And um, always picture, I love flying. Mm-hmm. Maybe I love flying is because, I just always feel like I'm too busy and yeah, I need yeah. to slow down. Yeah. But when you're in the air, you can only be in the air. 
That's I it. can't be nowhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't get pulled this way, get distracted by this. Like, I'm in the air. Yeah. Love being in an airport. And yeah. it just reminds me just of um, in Isaiah where it talks about my ways are higher than yours and my thoughts mm. are higher than yours because mm. I think being still, like, it elevates you. It does. Elevates your mind. Yeah. Elevates the way you think, elevates your heart to yeah. where you can, because um, the only way to really conquer, like, we were here to to have dominion and yeah. to conquer in a, in a good way. Like, yeah. Is you have to like have perspective, and I think of like you know in, in the war times, like if you like the biggest thing in war was if you were on a hill, right? You had perspective, you had height. Yep. I think about that in life is like you can only conquer something if you have like perspective. Yep. You have a sense of I'm above what I'm feeling. I'm above what's around me, and like not like a, a noxious way, but like a really like like God has elevated my thoughts, right? My mind, my yep. way of being, yep. And now I can go into the world and in this space and dominate, yep. In a beautiful way. Yeah. Um, and I also think about, he said something that was really sweet. And because sometimes, like, it's okay to not have, like, this crazy revelation. <sighs> you know, like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I've been discouraged, like, growing up when you hear, like, hey, you read your Bible, if you pray, if, if you fast, if you uh, if you come to, if you come to this event or something. <laughs> it's like if if you if you show up like God's just gonna blow you away. And some, sometimes, bro, he he will wreck you. Sometimes, 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 sometimes you might just you might just be having a good day. You feel good. You go home and that was that was a day. Like it wasn't this crazy thing, and, but it was the like the practice and intention of like I want to be close to God. That's right. And over time, those things like compound. And right. yeah, it's, tag me in on this. Look, <laughs> you got to tag. Me yeah, in. no, and that, that was my only thought was just like <laughs> sometimes there's like the, there's no um, what's the way it's like the end all be all isn't isn't just the, it's the action it's just the, the being part. That's like, exactly right. Like it is like the end all it doesn't have to be revelation. Just yeah. like, I was trying to be with God. Absolutely, and God honors that. Absolutely, and that's fine, dude. So, tag oh in. my God, Ooh, I'm so glad you went down this road. <laughs> so, so um, I've been married to Juliet. 24 years i've known her for 25 been married for 24 that's beautiful um our the the <laughs> depth of our relationship has been in the, in the day to day mm-hmm. not in the event to event mm-hmm. our vacations is not what left what what uh led to the depth of our relationship right our the anniversary dinners and the you know what i mean the birthday celebrations we've had for each other it's not the events that led to the depth of equity it was the daily Good morning. Mm. What you doing today? Yeah. What's yeah. your day like? Right. Well, I got to go here. And da, 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 da. What do you got? I got to do this. Da, 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 da. And around the, in the 11 o'clock hour, always, she gets a call from me. Hey, babe. It must be that good old 11 o'clock hour. Yeah, it is, girl. How you doing? I'm good. I miss you. Da, da, da. What you doing? Uh, Nathan's doing this. Oh, no, doing that. Okay. What you doing? I got to do this. All right. Love you. When we, I remember when we first got together, it was the, no, you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up. You know, six-hour conversations, <laughs> falling asleep on the phone the whole night. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I was on the phone with Juliet for more than five minutes. The more equity you have, the less you have to say. Mm. You can say more with less words. Just be. Yeah, because you're just being. Right? Our relationship is 24 years old. <laughs> What's up, homie? Our relationship is 24 years old. So the depth of our relational equity is in the is in what I refer to as the beauty of the mundane. Mm. And this is something that the church is deathly afraid of. They're afraid of the beauty of the mundane, which is why every 
weekend has to be epic. Right. You don't want to miss next week. We got an awesome sermon. How you know? <laughs> you prophesying, nigga? Like, how you know it's going to be awesome? How do you know this? You don't know this. Right? It's going to, uh, uh, you don't want to, uh, our summer series is, oh my God, it's going to be spectacular. You don't want to miss next week. Incredible worship, an incredible word coming from our guest speaker. Hey, dog, it's just next Sunday, dog. And it's going to be good. It's go- I, I, I know it's going to be good. The AC is going to work. If Lisa sings, I know I'm going into the he- third heaven. You know what I mean? I've heard the guest speaker before. Dude's dope. I expect him to be dope again. I don't expect him to hit a run- home run, though. Just get on base, dog. But, like, we use these superlatives, and it just, it, it, it's now empty. It, it's epic? The Red Sea splitting was epic. Right. Like, yeah. if everything's epic, nothing is. Facts. If everything's awesome, nothing is. Right. If everything's spectacular, nothing no, nothing is spectacular anymore. Right. So, but we're we're deathly afraid of the beauty of the mundane. You know what's gonna happen every Sunday? We're gonna come in community. We're gonna take care of your kids. We're gonna worship. We're gonna get this word. Yeah. We're gonna fellowship. Right. We're gonna keep the coffee store the coffee hot. You know what I mean? Uh we we're we're gonna we're gonna have smiles on our faces because this is this is the rhythm of your life. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six Sunday. One, two, three, four, five, six Sunday. One, two, three, four, five, six Sunday. We wanna we want to the best of our ability, we wanna bring heaven to earth. And we're going to be here. We're going to be here when you're not. When you go on vacation and you come back, we're going to still be here. When you have to travel and you can only watch online, we're going to be here. I can't promise you it's going to be epic. I can't promise you this next sermon series is going to be, here's the other word, thank you, Holy Spirit, that pisses me off, life-changing. <laughs> you don't want to miss next week. Pastor have a, has a life-changing word, Nick. <laughs> It's life changing. It's life. It, my whole life is gonna change. Right. Is it though? No, nah, no. I you, know the gospel's life changing, but that's. Is it though? For real? Is that what you about to do? And you do it every weekend, dog. Why are you here? You should be at the United Nations, dog. Like you should. <laughs> you should go talk to Putin. Like you should stop the war. In Ukraine, you should go talk to cartel lords and be they should get the life changing word. Maybe they'll right. stop slanging dope. Like I just I <laughs> like if we could take off all of our superlatives and our uh hyperbole and just bring it back down to like none of that was happening in X. Yeah. And yet everything was happening in X. Oh. Because ordinary people were doing extraordinary things because they opened up to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And instead of predicting what this was going to be, they were just in awe every day like, oh, snap, the Holy Spirit just healed that person. Yeah. Oh, snap, everybody just sold everything they had so we could fund the next thing that we're trying to do for the kingdom of God. Like, that, that organic stuff is what I love, bro. Yeah. But how you get them is how you got to keep them, you know? 
That's the scary part. It's like, you got to, I mean, it's just the belief. And that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, like, if the, if the vision is to build world domination church, <laughs> you know, instead of, like, <laughs> you know, instead of, instead of being like a healthy place and just growing like a healthy community of people, if that's, but that's the goal, then you have to do that. You have to like promise, hey, this, you, this is, this, you know what I'm saying? The next Sunday is going to be amazing. Yeah. And you got to show up and. It's all about the Sundays. Yeah, and and that's not sustainable. It's not even real. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's not even like. And then you 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 either end up like doing it and hating it. Yeah. Or you walk away from it entirely. Hey, I gotta tell you, I'm so sorry. I see everything in pictures. You said World Domination Church, and all I saw is <laughs> the pastor is the brain, and the co-pastor is Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are we gonna do next week, Pastor? The same thing we do every every week. <laughs> Pinky, try to take over the world. <laughs> it's Pinky, it's Pinky and the brain, 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 brain. Yeah, it's my man. favorite, bro. That's, that's what, hilarious. That used to be one of my favorite shows. Uh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's that's exactly what happens. Yeah. That's exactly what happens, man. And it's a very, um, it's a it's non sustainable. That's it. It's it's non sustainable, and like I said, and 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 the thing is, if people just realize like we all crave the real thing, yeah, and that's enough. I mean, that's, that and that's hard. It's hard to accept that though, because you you think it's you think it's more than it has to be. But in the day, if if you can, obviously, it's an environment you have to create. Yeah, but if you can just get people the real thing. There's people who still want the real thing. Absolutely correct. That's one of the things. Uh, giving Clemson a plug. I love about the program I came from. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like college football is in a crazy space. Every space, as you evolve, yeah, for there's sure. corrupt people everywhere. Absolutely. One of, one of Co- Coach Swinney's like philosophies, he's like, if we are about the right stuff, the right people come. That's exactly right. You know, and that's just, he's like, that's we're not going to, we're going to evolve. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to be stuck on a rock. I'm not yeah, going to innovate. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not just going to do everything to get uh, each and everybody here. Uh, man. Is if, they, if you're supposed to be here, yeah. you're going to show up. Absolutely and if correct. You, if, you, if, if it's the real thing, you're going to stick around and stay. That's right. And you can be proud of who you became because that's absolutely you, stick, correct. You, you stuck around. That's absolutely correct. I think the same thing goes for church. Um, yeah. And like I said, I think the sad part is you see like the, you, you will have moments that you think are affirming what you are doing. Yeah. You have a lot of people on a Sunday. You have yeah. a lot of people come to an event. Yeah. People raise their hand. Yeah, absolutely. And you will celebrate yeah. numbers and yeah. But it's off. Yeah. And you don't know until yeah. your church is running to the ground. Right. Absolutely. You know, people want to burn the place down. Absolutely. People <laughs> mad or people bad. You know, and and that's and that's the that's the deceiving part though. Is absolutely. The, the enemy. The enemy wants you to like think that like we're on the right track. Yeah. But the whole time like it's off. Like yeah. it's off track. Yeah. Absolutely. And. The numbers don't tell you whether they're low numbers or high numbers. Those don't tell you if you're on track or off track. Like where you're truly trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're truly trending based on if you're obedient to what he told you to do. Wow. It's the bottom line. I was a lead pastor for seven years. I knew that we were doing what God told us to do. And in doing that, we didn't do it perfectly because we're human, right? We did it to the best of our ability to steward what God was doing. And when the Lord said my season was up, that was it. Yeah. There was no victory lap. There was no like, well, I'm going to stay one more year. and You know what I mean? And just, you know, buy my time. Nah, man. Like, like it's his church. So you mm-hmm. do it as long as he tells you to do it. And when he tells you to stop, you stop. Yeah. There, like, your identity can't be in what you do. It has to be in who you are, in him. 
And so for me, bro, I'm I'm like, I I just again the I think because he wired me so literally, I can't tell you how many services I've sat in and and how many people have even introduced me like like you know it's one of the best communicators in the country it's like that's not what my bank account says (laughs) in the country (laughs) to you but (laughs) you know what i'm saying but yeah i don't i i know i i know what the best communicators in the whole country get paid and this ain't it like you know what i'm saying (laughs) so i'm just a realist in that regard like i'm like bro you know, and then and then um uh uh I love when you said earlier, like when when the first time I came, you're like, I never heard of Tim Ross. Of course you had. There's three hundred and thirty million people in this country. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? If there's only three hundred thousand people in this country, I guess I'd be a celebrity. But when there's three hundred and thirty million people in the whole country, right, then put that in perspective to your social media following. Don't nobody know you. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't nobody know you. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's okay. It is okay. like it is. It's okay. You're on somebody's radar. You ain't on everybody's. Yeah, everybody ain't checking for you. That's you, part of the you, game. It's part of the game. So I I feel like um. I I just feel like people aren't settled into. Just the beauty of the mundane, like just be regular. Be I'm gonna do my thing. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna move the needle. It's the it's the uh, analogy you use about being at the goal line. I had two attempts, and we we got stopped on each one. All we're trying to do is progress. Move the ball down the field. We're just trying to move the ball down the field. And the, and and the thing is, here's here's the craziest part. And this this is uh, it's good for me to 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 have visualizations. You can move the ball down the field. Five yards, ten yards, fifteen yards. You can have a one yard touchdown. That's a, that's the thing to get celebrated. That might not have been your hardest moment that's or your exactly biggest right. biggest thing. It's like yeah, they're just moments in time. Where you just gotta fall in love with the process. That's right. And then there's moments of celebration. That's right. But this is speaking for myself. We live in social media culture. I literally grew up in the yeah. rise of TikTok, uh-huh. Instagram, uh-huh. Facebook, influencers, micro influencers. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff, and you you see everybody's like Rome. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you yeah, see yeah. you see everybody like it's it's more prevalent or more in your face right. than ever before. You can see everybody's finished product. You yeah, see yeah. how people like people see how you got he got half a million followers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you yeah. don't see like right, you was posting that like part. somebody can see like somebody in the in the league now, like, bro, I I wanna get that. And if I don't get that, then I'm I'm yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, bro, you just gotta wake up each day and just hey, small steps in the That's right direction. Right. Over That's time, absolutely correct. Just I'm taking steps. Yep. And it's like you don't have to build Rome in a day, but you got to build. Absolutely correct. Like it's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's it. Like if they was like one to build the whole city in a day, they would never built it, but they had to stack them bricks every day. Hey, bro, my my. So my wife and mother-in-law just came back from Italy recently. Mm. Bro, when when you're walking, they call it the internal the eternal city. They're 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 driving around get getting this golf cart tour of buildings that are like eighteen hundred years old. Wow. Right, it just lets you know how young America is, right? America's only like 226 years old. Mm-hmm. They over there. Yeah. They they're they're over there walking on a road that was here when Jesus was here. That's nuts. <laughs> Do you know how well built a road has to be to sustain? Do you know how many times the city of Denton has <laughs> put new asphalt down? On Country Club Road, 
You know what I'm saying? This road probably hasn't been here for more than 70 years. Right. Them jokes is out there. Like, hey, this uh centuries. This this was they started building this in like 1560 and it was done in 1608. Do you know what type of dedication you got to have that you having you getting married, having kids who going to work on what you started mm. after you did? Look, you're going where I want to go. Because I got I got some things. It's not even like, I just want to hear your opinion on a couple of things. Dude, I do want to, go. you're going down this road where, um, like, I'm big into creating things right now. Mm-hmm. And you said something about dedication is, um, like, people will see what you've done and God's breathed on it 1,000%. But also, like, it's that it's the way it is also because you've done this. You've been doing this for 20 years, you for know, sure. like, yeah, absolutely. And that's the part people forget is like, yeah, like the dedication, the intent behind something matters just as much as the thing is for like, sure. It's like when you put your heart, like I watched uh, Pharrell's fashion show. Yeah. That fashion show was dope. Yeah. Because when you peel it back, bro, the layers of relationships, the time he's put into like becoming who he is. Obviously, the detail in the clothes is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the overall experience That's of like exactly the people right. who came pulled up on him. That ain't that don't happen in nah. the like the just the overall spirit of the whole thing is what makes it what it is. That's right. And the same thing with your pies. Like your pies are your old, but but Tim Ross spirit ain't like you know. Right, exactly right. And I just feel like I'm learning that more and more. It's like bro, the 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 heart and the intention behind anything you do. Yeah. That's what you cultivate day in, day That's out. exactly right. And then the moment you have a chance to, to obviously express that. That's right. People will think, oh, man, I just blew up. But, like, no, that's no. like. This that. is not an overnight success. And I think that's tough. Um, I think for me, I try to encourage myself. I know other people get discouraged and that. It's just knowing, like, man, it, it takes time to make something beautiful. Yeah. But it's worth the time it takes. I bet you it is. You know, and, yeah, yeah, and that's sure. the part that I just, I don't, even myself, like, I'm, like, doing things I want to, I'm creating yeah. And it just, I'm like, damn, it's taking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sure. just taking so much time. Yeah. But then if you keep going, you see why. Yeah. And you see how, yeah. like, it's like, bro, it's because something beautiful takes time, but it lasts. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many cheap things. Like, yeah. Keep it keep it real. Because I, I want to get some more real conversation. Not we, not, but I want to go a couple different directions. Yeah, for sure. Like, bro, especially when it comes to my generation, like, we're, we're able to make more money younger than a lot of people have ever been able to make money because it's just it's just there. The opportunity is there. Period. Absolutely. But there's just a lot of ways you can trick yourself out a long run by just making quick money, like doing something stupid and not really building like something that's gonna last. And right. you, you can have it for a moment. You can be lit for a moment. You yeah. can be popping for a second. Yeah. But like, if it ain't built on something fo- like foundationally pure or yeah. just right, it's yeah. gonna go away. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know what would you say to just like the people out there, just like the the pressures to to do something. I want to say half at, but like, but, yeah. like, but like, not great. Yeah, and rush it because they want to show it so quickly. Yeah, is like, is there more than ever for you? Might get a quick, but it's not going to be something that's going to sustain like you want it to. Yeah. So what'd you say? So, um, it's the difference between uh, ordering a steak from Outback and getting uh, wagyu beef at Mary Moto's. All right, so um a steak from Outback is it's beef. It's good. Right? But wagyu beef? 
It's like a baby cow <laughs> whose feet have like never touched the ground. <laughs> they've been they've been feeding it something like real bougie and letting it drink beer. Cuz it does something to the composition of the flesh. Then they kill it. And so six ounces of it is a hundred and that's gonna cost you hundred and fifty bones. And if you're real bougie, you want gold leaf on it. It's now five hundred dollars, right? Um, the experience is different, even though it's it, uh, it's a cow, man. It's beef. You nobody got time for that bougie beef. You don't have time for it. (laughs) (laughs) But there is somebody that sees the value Mm -hmm. in Wagyu, and you would never catch them dead at Outback. I'm not Outback. What I've been doing for 27 and a half years, the way that I've been doing it, that's Wagyu beef, fam. There are certain stuff I haven't done so that my name could be reputable mm-hmm. for 27 and a half years. Yeah. There's places I have not gone so that my name could be reputable for 27 and a half years. I've lived my life in a certain type of way so that my character and integrity speak for me when I'm not present. A good name is worth everything. Is that my wife? Yeah, it is. Baby, come baby. <laughs> come girl. <laughs> I know you've been out there in that shed, but she shed. getting That's it in. Called. Good to see you. I know. I'm going to give you a big hug after this is over. Look, do you think, do you think? Good to see you, though. And, baby, that's Talon. It's my boy Talon. Yeah, Talon's right there. Your morning's been good? Baby, your morning's been good. Of course you got free lumber. Come on. Pretty people problems. I always tell Julia she got pretty people problems. She be thinking it's just a favor of the Lord. I'm like, no, you're cute. (laughs) (laughs) It is the favor of the Lord and (laughs) you are very cute. People are like, oh, take it. Yes, I would love for you to come over and take my lumber. So, um... So that that is you got to do the same thing over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I treat people, I, I tell all of my mentees uh, that are in ministry um, to get invited to, to get invited to a place to preach is because is because of your gift. To get invited back is because the is because of the experience they have with you as a person. Mm, yeah. I've seen a lot of people get invited once, mm-hmm. scratch their head and go, I, I didn't get invited back. Mm-hmm. Because to get invited back, it's not just what you did on the platform, how it resonated with the congregation. It's who you are. It's who you are and how you were experienced. Yeah. The host experiences you. The host, if they're married, has a spouse that has experienced you. Right. The host has children, mm-hmm. if they have children that have experienced you. Yeah. The host has a driver that picked you up that had an experience with you. The host has people that serve in the green room that have experienced you. And if you're the type of person that says the only person I need to impress is the host, 
and everybody else is just, I ain't got to talk to the driver, and I ain't got to talk to the person that serves me, and I ain't got to talk. Everybody's inviting you back, mm-hmm. not just the host. <laughs> right. Everybody's inviting you back. And so um, uh, valuing people is a huge part of my core philosophy. Yeah. No one will ever go unseen and unheard in my presence. I talk to everybody. I hug everybody. Because they mean something. I talk to janitors at the airport mm-hmm. that are cleaning the room. I, man, thank you for cleaning this room. Um, uh, uh, if I'm if I'm flying coach, and I'm back in like seventeen, eighteen, a lot of times, depending on how long it takes, you know, everybody in front of us to to walk off, the cleaning crew for the air 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 airline is already on there starting from first class, vacuuming and picking up trash and stuff, I always look them dead in the eye and say, hey, man, thank you for cleaning this plane. Mm-hmm. It, it's just everybody is somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so and so that's a mentality. That's an that's a ethic. There's a reason why Jesus profoundly the impacted the people he came into contact with. Because then, then that, and that's, that's a great, I, that's what, Cause then what you're saying is like, bro, the reason, cause I've, I've, I've watched like witness w- what has happened this past year. Like yeah. y'all about to, but like this past year has been beautiful to see because, um, where your intent and heart has just bled through. Even if people can't put a finger on it, mm. people like, they just know it. Like, they yeah. just like, this, like there's something special here. Yeah. I think about Jesus. Cause I always like trip about it. It's only three years of ministry. You know, that's like, <laughs> crazy but his intent and heart in those moments ran so deep absolutely and i just think about whether it's art people it's like what you put what you put into it what you put behind what you're doing matters so much absolutely and people are gonna feel it absolutely Even they can't put a figure on it like yeah people feel um like you said because it's, it's the weight of your life that's right it's like it really is like you become such a weighty like in a beautiful way such a weighty person yeah that when you make an imprint yeah it matters. It matters. And you only build that by your small decisions. That's right. Things you do when nobody's watching. That's exactly right. You're becoming. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So when you have a moment, it's like, well, somebody can do the same thing. You, you could probably say the same words. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that impressed me. Yeah. Absolutely. Not impre- like, it like impressed yeah, me. Yeah. Absolutely. Way more. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it, I think that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Sure. I, I, um, um, uh, we were in Miami a few weeks ago and, in the yams. Yeah, we was we was at the University of Miami. We did our first basement live there. It was dope. Saw it. And then like after all of the after the conference was over, Vucon, shout out to Rich, uh, and Don Cherie. Good Love people. you guys. Good people. Um, Good people. Uh we what was the name of that place? Salt and Straw? And we went to this ice cream shop and they had like some bougie flavors. It was like some <laughs> it was like some strawberry something with balsamic. Balsamic. Yeah, exactly, bro. I I was eating that thing like I was eleven, fam. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like I'm too old for uh, glizzy culture to bother me. <laughs> I was killing. <laughs> when I tell you I was killing that joint, yeah. I was. Ki- it was so good, bro. Hector pulls out his phone, and he starts recording me. I was paying for people's mm-hmm. ice cream, right? And um, uh, we actually, huh? That's that's crazy. Bro, doesn't that sound ridiculous? I thought Jenny's was bad. Strawberry, honey, balsamic with black pepper. That's 
When I tell you that thing blessed my whole life, that thing blessed my whole life, fam. And I had it in a waffle cone, and I had another scoop of something, and then I, do I was killing that thing, fam. I was killing that thing. So wow. Um, salt and straw, shout out. Yeah, so, salt. So so Hector's filming me. Yeah. And so he posted that, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we had some people because we always got people, right? That that were like, you're not like, you know. Well, there goes your blessing because like you're not supposed to show, show the hand that helps the world. Yeah, 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 whatever, right? And and then I'm like, I'm. I'm I'm so sorry. Like I, I obviously I, I didn't respond to them, uh, uh, but in my mind I'm thinking, man, the Bible IQ is hella low, ridiculously hella low, right? When you give to the poor, don't let nobody see you doing it. These people ain't poor. There was an ice cream shop, and I met them <laughs> at the cash register, and they was about to pay. And I decided to pay. Just being generous. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds. deeds. That's the one. You in the wrong verse, nigga, on the wrong day. (laughs) Stop acting like I don't know this book, fam. Right. And furthermore, (laughs) I just thought about this one right now. I wasn't even thinking about this real quick. But I'm gonna hit you with this good old. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with this good old Second Corinthians chapter number nine. Okay. Um, boom, 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 boom. This is when they were gonna give to uh, uh, what was going on in Jerusalem. For God is the one uh, starting. At, this is Second uh, Corinthians nine, starting at the ver- at verse ten. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. Mm-hmm. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result for your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Like, generosity is supposed is contagious. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so if if it, I bought ice cream for people that could pay, mm-hmm. but y'all ain't got nothing to say for these people that be feeding the homeless and be having commercials on, right? And telling you to give to it, yeah. And then putting your name behind it, <laughs> Hirsch, <laughs> Hirsch, little baby, Hirsch, Hirsch. I I I believe um, being a generous soul and being a soul that's attuned to people. It just impacts their life in a way. Mm-hmm. A hug can make a difference. A smile can make a difference. A compliment can make make a difference. A yeah. safe the safety of a compliment mm-hmm. from a man to a man or woman to a woman or a woman to a man or woman. Like 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 it's like people need encouragement. People right. need hope. And it don't take long again. Everybody's so uh um uh infatuated with the harvest they forget about seed time and irrigation you got to sow a seed somebody got to water the seed and then god will bring the increase so that may not be my assignment today is to win somebody into the kingdom it may be to sow them into the kingdom wow i love that and that can happen by a little little dot of 
generosity. It can happen by a little just stopping to say hi to somebody. I get, I, I'm getting recognized more than I've ever been recognized in my whole life. I always thank them for noticing and for saying hi. Thank you for stopping to say hi. I'm not like, <sighs> trying to get on a plane. Dang, I'm an introvert. Don't you know that? Doesn't matter, bro. Like, let them talk. What's the? What is it? What is it, what is it impacting me? Right. We on the same plane. It touched you. Give me a hug, man. If you say hi to me, I'm saying hi back. You notice me that we, we was on a plane. I can't even remember now. Uh, uh. But I was sitting in my seat, and this girl walked by, and you know, like the line just be moving and stopping, and people be putting their stuff overhead. So she stopped, and I had I was playing dominoes, and I just happened to look up, and this girl's eyes got so wide. <laughs> she and she just was like, and so I went, like, and she was like, I know I ain't supposed to stare at you, I know I ain't supposed to stare at you. She was like, you on YouTube, ain't you? You that dude from from YouTube? I said, yeah, I am. And she was like, I knew that was you. I just got up and gave her a big old hug. Yeah. I was like, thanks for saying hi. Thanks for noticing. You ain't got to notice. People people ain't got to do nothing. People ain't got to give to you. People ain't got to support you. People ain't got to like a comment. People don't, ain't got to leave a comment. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got to DM you. They ain't got to do, people don't have to do no thing. Right. So when they step out just a little bit, meet them. Yeah. God said, if, if you draw the night of me, I will draw night of you. Who's making up more of the difference? God, <laughs> for sure. Your step ain't getting closer to him, but his step gets closer to you. Wow. So just take the step. But that's a philosophy, bro. Yeah. And and um, I was told by uh, a previous mentor uh, uh, who taught me a lot, but he just wound up whack because of his own decisions. Mm-hmm. But he told me, he was like, you're that ha- too... That happens. Yeah, yeah. He told me, he was like, bro, you're too nice. And because you're too nice... You're going to get taken advantage of in ministry. He literally thought like being an a-hole was like part of God's calling for his life. Right. And found out later that didn't age too well. Right. And so here I am still nice and thriving, baby. He's not. So it's, it's a core philosophy. Yeah. I'm going almost 30 years with this same core philosophy and it has benefited me. Well, <laughs> yeah. it has benefited me well and caused me to have relationships literally around the world. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how you establish longevity. One relationship at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I wanna um where you wanna go? I got one place I wanna go. Where you wanna Bro, go? Dude, this, I'm with you. Look, I wanna talk about um, I want because I'm asking questions that I feel like I just want to know about yeah. people. Um, so I'm I've wrestled with, especially coming up, bro. If you young, black, articulate, you go be a pastor. That's mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. oh, it's like everybody's like you should you should go into ministry. I um I just didn't I didn't go to because my gut was telling me, bro, do what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, like I was um, leaning to God, praying about it, and thought I was going to ministry. Just because that was a trend, especially like five years ago. If, if you were young, influential, you love God, you read your Bible, you bring people to church, 
<laughs> you gotta go be the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you gotta, be, the, be the next youth pastor, next young adult pastor. Yeah, and I ain't saying that's a bad thing, but it was like a, a, a big push, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't go that route. And so even now, it's like I I love God. Mm-hmm. I do like talking about Him. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a part of me, just naturally. Yeah, for sure. But I not a ministry, nor I want to. And I feel like a lot of people wrestle with that. It's like, where do you find your space? And even with social media now, like everything I do. I do some secular stuff. Like I just, I just live my life. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's an intertwined in that. Yeah. But I think more people want to answer for everything now because yeah. they see everything now. Yeah. And I'm just trying, trying to find my space in it. I feel like a lot of people out there, they love God. Mm-hmm. They also, I want to make some TikToks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I want to, I want to, I want to rap. I wanna, yeah, yeah. I want to start a brand. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. I want to go to the league. I want to, you know, I'm, I just, I want to do all these things. Yeah. And sometimes they feel conflicted to just, and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so, um, the first thing I'll say is that ministry is a calling, not a suggestion. Mm. God calls you to it, and that's the only way you want to do it. Because if He calls you to it, He's going to give you grace for it. Because you're signing up to fight a demonic stronghold. Yeah, and I don't want to pull up on one without. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to pull up on a demonic stronghold without God. Right? <laughs> I got enough to fight in my generational bloodline, and you, you know what I mean, and and my own issues that I grew up with and all that kind of stuff. I ain't pulling up on no demon, no principality (laughs) without a word from God. Right. right. So a word from God is completely different from the suggestion of men. Mm -hmm. Right. Men can suggest stuff all day. That don't mean they right. Yeah, of course you, 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 you fit the profile of being, you already have influence. God dog Disney told you you had influence, right? So you got influence, you got, you, you can inspire people, but, and you love God. I just, I, you asked me this question. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, let me slow down because I am an emotional creature. <laughs> I really am. I really am. I get, I, I'm, I'm just, I feel everything. Um, I, I don't like what the church has done to people. I think it's lazy in terms of like trying to fit them into their little machine. I know. Right. And, like, and people have all these giftings. Yeah. I think that was, and some people, like they feel called, or they feel called to go do art. They feel yeah. call, called to go, I don't know, do do all these things, all these beautiful things that make the world a beautiful place, right? And actually inspire people yeah. to wonder, yeah, like what is that that makes you do that? And then you yeah. have a chance to then tell them. Yeah. But then, like you said, I think it was just a machine. We're like, all right, you're gifted, and you you just come be a part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are, that's great. But if yeah. not, like, how do you? And I think a lot of people want to recognize how do I if I'm not in ministry? Yeah. Obviously, there's above approaches that comes with life. But if you're in ministry, it's, different. For sure. it's a different different yeah. way you get care of yourself. But how do I handle influence and steward my life in a way that I do want to honor God? But yeah. I'm not trying to do, do yeah, that. Absolutely. Well, first, let me calibrate the thought that you're not in ministry if you're not in church. Mm. Right. The moment you come into the kingdom, it's all ministry. 1,000. Right? Uh, what I don't subscribe to is that now, now because it's all ministry, everything got to be labeled like I own kingdom tires. Get the, get the, if you don't, it's the court, don't nobody. I don't care, nigga. I, you sell Michelin tires. I didn't gotta know that you you were in the kingdom selling missionary tires. Like, what are you talking about, bro? It's a tire. You, you, you know what I mean? Ecclesiastes Chicken Hut. I don't care. There's a time to cook and there's a time to cease from cooking. I don't. <laughs> is the chicken good, dog? Is it going to make me walk away from Chick-fil-A? Stop playing. Like, every, 
I ain't got to know all that. Oh, man. In and out is owned by believers in Jesus Christ. You look at the bottom of their cups, there's a scripture on it. The end. They ain't out here like, these are sanctified burgers. <laughs> Holy Ghost filled fries. Dipped in none other than extra virgin olive oil. Hiya, na na. Hoya. Thank you. Ain't nobody doing all that, dog. Right? right? So, so, so the moment you you're in the kingdom, you're in ministry. Yeah. Where church churches, churches aren't good at releasing. What they have become good at is, is restricting. They restrict people. They restrict people from being able to really flow in what God has called them to do. So I, so I was thinking about this because, again, my wife just came back from Italy. And, like, the Vatican is like a trillion dollars, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably a few trillion dollars. Yeah. This is the smallest city state in the whole world, right? And it is just unbelievably just opulent and wealthy and the whole nine. But, I mean, there's real gold, though, mm -hmm. in the, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, and the letters is six feet tall and... You know, you got the, you got the painting on the, on the ceiling, yeah. right? You you got like billion dollar art. It's on the ceiling. Do you know why? They let the creatives come in, and do them. Mm. Wow. They said make it. Yeah. You know, whenever it's done, we'll just come back and say thank you. As opposed to the Pope, like now this, I want the baby, I want the baby angels to look like this, and if you can get me some praying hands, that no, they let the creatives come in and like, like here is the vision of what we want, and they was like, yo, yo, I feel that, I feel that. Let me go, let me, let me get to work. So you had sculptors over here doing this, and you had painters over here doing this, and you had artisans over here crafting this, and that's why it's like iconic and legendary. They get, they get. I think the Vatican, they said it gets 30,000 visitors a day. It's crazy. But you got to do a whole mail campaign to get 500 visitors to your church. You know why? There's nothing in there compelling to look at. You know why? Because you control everything. You haven't released creatives. You've restricted them. So the reason why you're, you're freaking... Social media account ain't popping because you won't let the 22-year-old edit this thing the way it should be on, on TikTok. But, well, hey, uh, uh, I would like this sermon clip. <laughs> if you put out this one, I felt really good about that. Well, now, the one that's going to pop on TikTok is this other one you said in minute 47. Oh, no, no, no. I really know much about TikTok. I'd rather not be on it. <laughs> Get your boring stuff and right. go to the corner, fam. You know right. what I mean? So so we're all in ministry, bro. Mm -hmm. I've been in ministry for 27 years, right? And I've been in it mostly on the preaching side. Then the Lord <laughs> tells me to come out here, right? Yeah. I, I, pa I was a lead pastor for, for seven years, right? Um, I, I pastored in total in some form or fashion for 14, mm -hmm. okay? When, when I stepped into this seat, Here's what I told the Lord. I will do anything you want, sir, because you are my Lord. You're right. not just my Savior. Right. You are my Lord. You tell me what to do. You ain't got to ask. You tell me what to do. I just pray. 
and I'm and I'm like hitting him with like like the way Abraham did, right? Like, hey, hey, don't don't be mad. I'm, yeah. I'm just ask you this one more, <laughs> this one last thing. Don't ever ask me to be a pastor again. That's what I told him. Don't ever ask me to be a pastor again. People have asked me, do you miss it? I don't miss it. You know why? When he told me to step away, the grace came off me. Mm. And when the grace came off me, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I did what? For how long? For what reason? Uh, God's grace was with me. As soon as that grace lifted, I'm like, don't ask me to do that again. Unless the Lord calls me back to that, I will never be nobody's pastor again for the rest of my life. Not in that capacity, right? right? And I know it's hard for some people to move on. You're, you're pastor in my head forever. Okay, I get it, whatever. But I'm not, I'm not operating in that, in that vein no more. How do you feel like you carry your influence now? Or what's the, 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 like the success model? Or what, you, like what, what is it for you now? Um, uh, well, I carry my influence and steward my influence through this medium. Right. Right? And so uh, to that end, uh, Huli pays a part in that. Hector plays a part in that. Sam, who's not here today, uh, plays a part in that. We steward this influence, right? Um, and it's and it is stewarded. It's not willy nilly. Right. It's very intentional how sure. we put our stuff out, how we do it. Uh, uh, Hector prays before he puts those clips out every day at nine a.m. Juliana um, is prayerful as she writes those captions mm -hmm. because all of it matters. Yeah. And after we do what we do, we we are not respond like like God God re it. yeah we release it. It's out in the atmosphere, and it's gonna go where it goes. You, you know what I mean? And so, um, I don't I don't overly consume myself with how's that clip doing? Because mm. once we put it out, that's the end of our that's the end of our assignment. How'd you deal with that at the beginning though? Because I feel like that's a lot of people want to start. That's what they wrestle with. When yeah, it's not getting, it's not popping off right now. But at the beginning, it probably wasn't, and you just kept being consistent. Yeah, I mean, when we when we put out clips, we put out clips that we believe are going to help people. How many it helps is not our business. Mm. That ain't got nothing to do with what we do, right? If you're a chef, if you work for uh, uh, Papa Dose, right? I'm gonna stay with an indigenous place down here in I the like Texas. Papa Dose. Yeah, right. If you're a chef for Papa Dose. Whatever's on that menu, you you got to be prepared to cook whether 50 people come in all day mm. or 250 people come in or 500 people come in and it's a 45-minute wait outside. Right. The chef ain't peeking out the window. How, how many? I'm not making the biscuits today. <laughs> no shrimp and grits. I mean, I, don't, I only make shrimp and grits if there's 40 or more people here, but, like, I can make y'all a Greek salad. Right, we don't give out service based on what we're getting back in return. Like th there's a there I, there's a brand management says we will be consistent whether you are or not. Mm. Right? There's a reason why Louis Vuitton's never going on sale. It's a brand decision. Mm -hmm. Right? Th there's a reason why uh uh I don't grill my guest. It's a brand decision. The basement's supposed to be one of the safest places and safest environments mm -hmm. that somebody could walk into and give us the gift of their vulnerability. 
That ain't going to happen if the interview is going to be like, so tell me, uh, there was a clip that came out last week about you. You want to address that? <laughs> this ain't that pod. Yeah. Some, that's somebody else's pod. Somebody else can do the gotcha and the, I asked them the hard questions. No, I'm creating an environment safe enough for you to give us the gift of, of your vulnerability. I'm not here to press you, especially without relational equity. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you want to give us that, I want you to feel like this is a safe place for me to give that as opposed to, bro, we were just going along talking about this, this, and this, and this dude brought up, you know what I mean? Something that I didn't really want to talk about. Then it got awkward, and, you know, the rest of the interview was just kind of weird. Nah, we're not doing that, bro. We know what we do here. I know my assignment, right? And so, and, and so in that way, I just feel that space, and it's a very niche space. Right, the, the dwellers are a very niche group of people. The people that buy into the philosophy of the basement, they built different. Mm-hmm. We built different, right? And so we build on that. That's the community that we talk to. That's the community we have in mind. Mm-hmm. That that's the conversations we have in mind when we sit down with somebody. Um, so so your influence and the way you steward it. It is intentional, and you are stewarding that influence by what you say and what you do. It is in word and deed that you steward the brand and the influence that you have. Spot on. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. Where you want to go? <sighs> Bruh, where do I want to go? I think you've gone the places I want to go. <laughs> like, I love the fact that you, and this is this is how Darian and I are. I know, every time we link. Every time we link. It starts off like this. We vibe, catch up on me, catch up on him, and then he's like, I got some questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I swear. My friends got, gonna laugh at that back home because they know, bro, I was I'ma ask questions. Yeah, that, yeah. That's one thing I ain't never been ashamed. Look, I wanna know. Absolutely. I wanna I'm curious. I ain't never been too cool to ask questions. Like I wanna know. Yeah. Please, I need help. Yeah, for sure. Show me the way. Yeah. I'm trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that, and well. Uh, people that ask good questions get good answers, mm. right? One of the things that, um, uh, you know, this doesn't happen often um, because I'm not interviewed a lot on other people's platforms. Uh, but when I am, uh, I realize that they don't ask me the right questions. I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could... I I never go in like I have this to say and that to say and that to say. But when they start asking questions, I'm like, that's what you want to know? <laughs> I'd be like, that's all you want to know? Like, do you know I could really help you? Yeah. But that's what you want to know? I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll answer that question. Like, I'm not like sitting there like, ask me the right question, you know? But I'm like, man, I guess they don't. All right, this is where they are. Yeah. So I'll give you right where you are. But man, every time we get together, <laughs> the questions you ask, by the time I, by the time we meet again, you're like, Yeah, so I did that. So I got another question to ask you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so nah, dude, this has been dope. This has been dope. And I think it's 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 helped a lot of people. Yeah. It's helped a lot of people. The conversation, the 
the what we said around rejection and what we've talked about around discipline. And that's why I'm so grateful that you brought that up because discipline is a key factor in building trust within your brand, Mm -hmm. within you as a person. Consistency. It just matters. Mm -hmm. I'm the same person everywhere. People meet me in person and they're like, you are the exact same person. I just thought, I I had one dude tell me like, hey bro, I've been watching you for a long time. And, um, you know, you know, they say never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed. And he was like, I'm kind of freaked out because I met you and I'm actually more impressed now that I've met you than even what I saw. Um, that, that little statement doesn't have to be true. You know what I mean? And let me tell you when it's not true. That statement is not true when you actually meet an integrated person. Mm. The heroes that meet that disappoint you are actually disintegrated people. Yeah. So they show up in public in ways that don't even match their character privately. They're just putting on an act. Yeah. And so that's where you wind up disappointed. But when you meet an integrated soul, that person is the same everywhere you go. You can't help but not be. Yeah, you can't. I like. I'm not. I'm not sitting down like basement Tim is on, mm-hmm. right? First of all, Juliet wouldn't even let me do this pod if right. she was like, "That ain't you, fool!" Like, yeah. stop playing. You know, um, <laughs> Ju- Juliet is my ride or die for life, fam. Anybody mess with Juliet, bro, it's not gonna be good. Um, uh, but when you're an integrated person. You'll just be the same everywhere you show up, and it's re- it's very very sweet. Um, back to Jesus, my rabbi, our rabbi. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus' first miracle is at a wedding. There's a lot of implications behind that that I could go into theologically and socially as it relates to 2023 and everything that's going on in our country. I'm gonna resist the urge, and I'll just say this: you know how nice it is to just pull up to a wedding. So it's one of the best times ever. And, and turn water into wine? Like, not open up blind eyes, not pop open deaf ears, not heal leprous skin, mm. not raise a body from the dead. Just put up to a wedding. You know why? Dude is just nice. Mm. Just a nice dude, fam. Like, we, we, we're, we like, awestruck at, like, the, you know, he fed 5,000. Yeah. And Peter walked on water. Like, and he walked out on water. Can we talk about how nice it is? That he just shows up to Peter's house to heal his mother-in-law? Just a nice dude. That he decided to go through Samaria high noon, sit on a well, to wait for a woman that couldn't figure out relationships? That's just a nice guy, fam. Dude is just nice. And I got a book. You know I already got a book. Wow. X, X, this is my life hack right here, bro. If you want to know the verse that I that I get down with for this, it's uh, Acts 10, 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. I come from the Pentecostal world. We all want to cast out the demons. But we ain't just walking around doing good. Yeah, I'm buying ice cream. And yeah, you saw it. Do the same. <laughs> right. 
When I get ready to feed the homeless, you won't see that. And we do that too. And we help little ladies at the airport who's got a bag twice her size. And we help putting it in the back of her uh, sister's car because she can't pick that bag up. We thank God it had rollers on it. She wouldn't have even been able to get it out of baggage claim. We just do good, fam. Like that, that's, what we, that's what our rabbi did. So, yes, I'll pull up to Starbucks and pay for the whole line. Why? My rabbi does good stuff. Everything ain't about a miracle. Some stuff is just good. Just do good. You see your person cutting the lawn. It's 103 degrees outside. You come out with a cold glass of water. And while he's using his broken English, no, 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 no. I have water. I have water. You need something with ice in it right now, fam. I know you done lost electrolytes <laughs> and two pounds. Yeah. Drink this water, right? Like, do good. That's the, that's the cheat code. And it's simple. It is simple. Not easy to do or to, to repeat, but it's simple. It One thing you simple. said... Um, it's like one of the signs of maturity is enjoying God because mm. mm. you grow up and um, like because there is a part of it you do have to like lock in and discipline and yeah those are all key factors yeah for sure but the the parable I mean the the, the analogy is God the Father and us as children. Like, what father wants their kids to just be white-knuckling everything and, yeah. like, just always on the grind. And that, yeah. that, is, that is, you know what I'm saying? That's a part of, like, you, lo- you love to see that your, your kids grow up and mature, but, like, the yeah. end goal is just hope they just enjoy my presence. You know? Absolutely correct. Because I've become a trusted. They've seen me enough. Or they've exposed themselves to me enough to where they, they can trust me. Absolutely. That's like with God. That's the, that's the goal. That's, like, the thing is that the goal is to enjoy God. Absolutely. Everything you Absolutely. said was just, like, that's that, that's the the sweet spot, like the joy is in that. Absolutely. And be in that space. And that's why heaven is attractive. Hmm. People don't talk about it enough. But that's why heaven is attractive because you get to hang out with your dad forever. Wow. I've never heard somebody say like that. I love that. I mean, that makes me emotional, dog. No, no. When you say like that, that's, that's different. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like the end of the day, it's like, I just want to hang out with you for the rest of my life. Wow. Well, how long is life, Dad? Eternity. <laughs> we get to do this yeah. for eternity. Wow. Bro, that's different. It's a different goal. Yeah. It's a different goal. You you wake up different. I ain't afraid of death. Death don't yeah. bother me. I've been on planes that drop. Like, boom, boom, boom. Everybody be like, oh, oh. I'd be like, am I going home today? Because I'd rather not fight my flesh anymore, so just let me know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll let out a little soprano note, and then, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, it's not a, it's not morbid to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I get to be with my dad forever. I know death is crazy on this side. But if the end goal is I get to be with my dad forever, like, and no, I, like, I ain't signing up to leave. But I ain't afraid of it either. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You know, uh, what is it? DC Young Fly, or what? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the comedian that lost his lost his uh, yeah. yeah baby's mom, yeah, wife, his girl, girl, whatever. Like, bro, that's life. What do you like? Everybody ain't gonna get 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah. Um, there was a football player 
think his name is Ryan something. Ryan Mullet. just happened. Yeah. yeah. He, he was 35, fam. No, he's young. Young dude. Yeah. So it's like, yo, that's um, my hope. My hope is in a Jewish man mm-hmm. that came and died for the sins of the whole world so that I could have a family reunion with my dad. <laughs> that's crazy. And by me living my life in appreciation for the one that bled out for me, I get to hang out with my dad forever after I die. I'm in. Yeah. Y'all can y'all can put y'all trust in chariots and horses and crack and weed and <laughs> freaking <laughs> cryptocurrency. Oh man. I'm gonna be over here with this Jewish dude hanging out. So that's sweet. Yeah. Dude, I love you. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Uh, come back sooner than later. No, nah, I will. I feel like this really was like a pure depiction of how we hang out, though. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> I cry, yeah. I laugh. <laughs> uh, I'm inspired. I'm encouraged. Yeah. I'm, um, like, I think it's, yeah, man. I love what you're doing. Thank you, man. Keep doing it. Thank you, bro. Uh, it's it's really cool to see. Thank you. Like, you've, been, you've inspired a lot of people, man, even myself, just to uh, to dream not wishfully, you yeah, know, but to like put your put your mind towards something, be diligent, yeah, go for it, yeah, um, and just to see what happens. And it's been cool to see that for you. Thank you, uh, bro. So keep keep leading the way, man. Thank uh, you, man. Love you a lot as well. I love you, man. Shout out to love the basement. You. Thank y'all Yay. for having me on. For all the people, y'all be showing. Hey, this man, y'all be showing this man support. Y'all ride hard. Oh, they they. Hey, bro, look, the dwellers. It ain't like a cultist ride. Everybody just be like, nah, they, we, we we with this. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, no, they bought that life, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, bought that I, life. I, and I respect it. I do too. No, I respect it. Yeah, no, they bought that life. They, 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 they. <laughs> <laughs> we got some riders, bro. Yeah. I'm like, y'all, you know, uh, I ain't worried about nothing. I feel so supported by this community. So, anyway, that has been Darian Rencher. I have been Tim Ross. We love y'all. And until next time, peace. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord.